Like any four-week period in Doughboy's history, the last month was full of shenanigans. We saw the thrilling later half of the Spoonister 6, including some fan-favorite guests, and the announcement of a new Doughboy's special event, Munch Madness Tournament of Champions 2017, Chicken Fight. We also returned to some of the boys' favorite restaurants and caught a glimpse of a much-hyped up-and-comer. This week on Faux Boys, Taco Bell 3 with Bobby Lee, BJ's with Sean and Hayes, Mac to Fight with Evan Susser and Van Robichaux, and In-N-Out 2 with a Doughboy's mystery guest. One, two, three, four, boys! Welcome to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I am Aaron Staley. I'm Brendan Drischler. And I'm Rob Hansen. No Brian today again. It's like he doesn't even like Doughboys. No, it's like he doesn't like us. Maybe it's that. It's possible. It's probably that. He, he definitely does. He definitely hates the Doughboys at yeah. this point. I don't think, yeah, he's really not a member of the Burger Brigade anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, think, yeah, I think we should strip him of his badge and gun. Uh, well, we don't want him in Spoon Nation either, so. <laughs> Strip him of his t-shirt and burger and hamburger and uh, kick Ooh. him to the curb. Sorry, uh-huh. Brian, you're out. You're out of the burger brigade. And uh, it sounds like Spoon Nation's not taking you in. Um, what else is there? Nangang uh, uh, definitely yeah. isn't right. Susser's got to have something eventually. Oh, I'm sure Susser has at some point said some ter- terrible name for a team that, that Mitch immediately shot down. <laughs> well, I think um, he's got his first member. <laughs> if you're out there listening and you remember what Susser's team is called, hashtag I remember what Susser's team is called. Ooh, that's good. Uh, if you are out there and you don't remember what Susser's team is called, uh, hashtag I have better things to do. Guys, I have Guys, exciting news. I just got texted to me as we were speaking. Oh, really? Yeah, Marshmallow Peeps Oreos are going to be a thing. Hmm. That sounds bad. Yeah, yes, that know. sounds like too many. Wait, yeah. guys, I have another question. I don't know if this is a regional thing or not, because I have I had never noticed it before I moved up here several years ago. But they have, like, around Easter, they have flavored milks in certain grocery stores up here, and one of them flavored is Marshmallow milks. Peeps flavored milk. Have oh you ever God. seen this before? No. Okay. I've flavored never tr- milks? I know. Well, I mean, because, like, on the one hand, it's like, well, you have chocolate and strawberry. And it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But this is like... What kind of what kind of spoiled baby? <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of, like, rich infant needs flavored milks well, mix up the diet? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's the marshmallow peeps, too. Like, what can that taste like aside from just, like, milk with sugar mixed into it? I've never had a marshmallow peep before. Oh, I mean, they're, they're, they're fine. Like, yeah. did they, they were having some sort of um, union issues, I think, <laughs> uh, which is why I didn't <laughs> buy any uh, around Halloween whenever they had the ghost ones. I don't know if they resolved those issues. I should look uh, into that. I thought you were saying they had, like, supply chain issues, which I think marshmallow <laughs> peeps is maybe the funniest candy to have, like, manufacturing line problems. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get Eli Whitney in here. Uh, no, it's just Gotta too much Henry trouble to Ford make that marshmallow. Yeah, I don't know. I like like white marshmallows, but not. I'm not a big. I've never been a fan of a fan of like colorful, flavorful marshmallows. So Peeps were never on my list of things to try. They're uh, everyone says this, and it's true, but they're better if you let them like sit out for you know like like a couple of days before you eat them. 
That's so weird, though. I know I it is. It is Give like a little it, bit it's of like firmness. Yeah, it's like a fine cheese. You gotta let it age for a while before you sink your teeth into it. <laughs> now I'm imagining like a wheel of of expensive Keeps. Parmesan, Parmigiano Reggiano, <laughs> uh, uh, sh- just just lovingly shaved down to the perfect shape of a marshmallow peep. Mwah. Candy, and it would be the same color. Yeah, pretty much. So, just kidding. Only American cheese is yellow. Have you, have you guys ever heard that, that, that cheese just isn't yellow? Yeah, they color it, right? Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's like a seed or something, isn't it? I thought it was some kind of seed if you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm sure now it's all yeah. yellow 62 Number or whatever. Four, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like some yellow on my cheese, though. Yeah, you know, it's fine with me. I got nothing against yeah. it. I mean, I, I don't eat, like, I mean, I like expensive fancy cheese, but I think I only like it because I know it's expensive and fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the cheese I eat comes in the shredded cheddar variety. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, oh, it's yellow. It's radioactive yellow, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love that about it. Yep. I just shoved a handful of uh, shredded cheddar in my face about ten minutes ago. <laughs> nice. That's the way to spend a day. Um, I had uh, I had an interesting food day. Mm-hmm. Um, I So I'm trying out Prime Amazon Fresh, it's called. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, grocery delivery, but it doesn't arrive till tonight. Um, so I'm like kind of short on food. Um, so for breakfast, I made these instant drop biscuits that I, that I have. It's a recipe for like instant buttermilk drop biscuits. Um, and to replicate the buttermilk, like sour flavor, Mm -hmm. um, that's like sort of tangy, you know, sour, um, like, like flavor instead of using buttermilk and butter, this recipe uses mayonnaise. I've Um, heard of that actually. Yeah, so for two biscuits, it's like a little over a tablespoon of mayonnaise. Um, and, like, I was kind of craving, like, like I almost walked out and went to this, uh, like, savory muffin place that's about 15 minutes from here. Because mm-hmm. um, I needed to go out anyway. And But I was like, let me save the money. And I made I made these biscuits at home and just put cream cheese on them because that's what I had in my, in my fridge. And they were, like, not bad. Um, but I did them too quick and I forgot to mix the, uh, I forgot, I didn't make, I didn't forget. I just didn't mix it well enough. Um, but then the other thing today is that's exciting as a, as a long time podcast listener is my first ever order from nature box arrived. Oh, um, what'd you get? Uh, I got, so I got the, the deal I got was like a 50% off your first order, mm-hmm. um, and a month of free subscription. So what I ended up getting was this eight item box, uh, and, uh, let me, I'm going to go get it actually. I'll be right back. Give me just a second. <laughs> All right. Vamp. Vamp. Uh, ooh, uh. <laughs> That's very good. This is about as natural as I ever get. How you doing, Rob? Pretty good. How about you? Oh, all right. You know. What have you been you... up to in the last month that we haven't recorded? <laughs> um, uh, I went to Providence last weekend, actually. Uh, okay, which... I'm back. We can interrupt what oh, good. boring. Oh, thank God. story this is. Oh. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where else to go from there. Okay, so you guys can hear. This is like like shaking a present and like and there's Legos inside and you know you know like you can just shake it and you, see, you can hear that it's good. Um, so it's eight eight items, um, thirty five dollars sticker price. If you're a member, it's twenty five. And then because I got fifty percent off the first box, it was twelve fifty for like eight snacks. So I was like, I'll just do this and cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, although they may have made a customer out of me, I'll tell you that. Um, so the one I tried this morning was sriracha roasted cashews. They're very good and very spicy. Um, like very spicy. Like I had to slow down eating them. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like the most spicy food guy, but I'm not super sensitive to spicy food. You're not a baby. Yeah, I'm not like a baby. I'm not a baby who a drinks flavored baby. milk. 
Yeah, he drinks Peeps flavored milk. Mm. <laughs> um, and then there's seven more things that I just have to try over the next couple weeks. Mini peanut butter oatmeal cookies, salt and vinegar veggie chips. Very excited about those. <laughs> um, nutty power clusters. Those are going to be like utility food, I think, like sit in my office desk at work. Yeah. Um, crunchy barbecue twists, which I'm not super excited about. I don't think those are going to taste very good. Um, yeah, they're lentil-based. I thought so based on the picture. I'm not a huge fan of lentil chips, personally. What do you guys think? I've never had them, honestly. They're I, like a health chip. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't mind them, but they're not a snack I tend to reach for. Yeah, I, I agree. White cheddar caramel popcorn, that's not a good combination in, in my estimation. No, that sounds weird. We'll find out. You know, uh, actually, though, they have, well, is it combined, or how does it work? Yeah. Come so, on. like, at Trader Joe's, they have, I think they call it Chicago-style popcorn, so vouch for this, Rob, where it's a bag <laughs> full of cheese popcorn and caramel popcorn, like, just mixed together. Like, you know, not like cheese yeah. and caramel on the same piece, but, like, so just weird. mixed together. It's actually I mean, I, really good. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I kind of, when he said it, I kind of pictured it as like white cheddar popcorn caramel. that had caramel on it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that might be what this is, because looking at it, uh, there's like the, you can't really like see into the container, but it looks like there are two different tones okay. of popcorn. Okay, then you, yeah. you might be okay. Yeah, okay. I Especially, mean, I was, as a kid, I always used to get those. They'd sell those big tubs of the yeah. three kinds of popcorn separated, and I would just let that shit mix. I never mind. I, I've never had this before. You never had like around Christmas? They have like typically around Christmas. It's like a large like metal tub of popcorn with like a cardboard divider in it. No, I've never had that. Really. Yeah, I I don't know what did like kids sell them, Rob? Like, is that what they were? I I think as a as a fundraiser item, yeah, I think that was a common thing. But I mean, oh. I would just get them at the grocery store. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I'm sure you can do that too. But I'm I'm, I'm always see, used to like my grandmother having them at Christmas time. See, my parents never did the fundraiser thing because because of like with kosher food, and oh, you can never tell gosh. with those fundraiser things. So like the kids would come to the door, and my mom would just give them five bucks, <laughs> and they'd be like, I you don't. You don't want the candy. And she'd be like, here's, here, no, I don't want the candy. Just here's five bucks. Oh, that's decent. Um, or like, uh, like to, um, uh, uh, lemonade stands and stuff like that too. She, if she, you know, if she gets stopped at a red light and there's a lemonade stand, she'd like give up a $5 bill, you know, <laughs> which I appreciate. Like yeah. as a, as a 30 year old woman at the time, like $5 meant so much more to that kid than to her. Yeah. You know, um, I got two more here. I got mini vanilla bean wafers, which I think are going to be good. Although they're probably be too rich for me to eat through the whole box. Mm-hmm. There are four and a half servings in this package, and I will probably eat two of them, um, unless I get hungry. And then the uh, the Big Island pineapple, for, uh, dried pineapple, that they advertise all the time. So I'm very excited about all these snacks. Um, we are not sponsored by NatureBox. We oh, may never be. I wish. Um, someday. Yeah, someday. You know, at one point, our uh, you know we're on a podcast network, so so you know we, we very well could end up uh, getting advertising at some point here. Um. Anyway. That's my uh, my nature box adventure, um, and then yeah, my uh, my food weekend was was pretty pretty uh, pretty good for for Doughboy's stuff yeah. because uh, I, I I sent you guys a picture. Yes, I tried the Grand Mac. So yes, let's let's start working through the episodes. Um, and I think as always we should start from the most recent and go to the least recent. Okay. Um, because that way we can spend all the time we want on the episodes we remember well that happened recently. <laughs> and also, the least recent episode here was a very difficult one for me. Same. Um, for all of us. For all of us. For, for Brian so much that he... Uh, Abstained. Uh, quit the podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the most recent episode was the In-N-Out episode with the Doughboys mystery guest, which turned out to be... 
Nick Weiger. Wow. What a surprise. I, I thought Mitch until, didn't want to book another guest. <laughs> yeah, and until Mitch revealed later that it was through his own ineptitude that Nick was the guest. Yeah. That that I was like, okay, all right, fine, whatever, Mitch. But before then, I was sort of like, this is actually very sweet. Like, yeah, I really liked it. You know, could have just left it go there, Mitch. Yeah. Well, there, I think one of the things that's great about the Doughboys is that they're so honest, like about the drama in their show. You know what I mean? Like, if they had more of a of a veneer on themselves then we wouldn't get to hear any of that drama that is- and i think it wouldn't be nearly as like true of a show you know what i mean yeah we lie all the time though yes. oh yeah no yeah that's uh, aaron's not even my real name yeah i've never been dressed um, for any episode we recorded i'm not drinking a beer right now Ooh. <laughs> um Ooh. i will say big news on this episode was the doughboys patreon Yes. Um, I think it's huge. I subscribed right away as soon as I as soon as I heard. Again, like a child with a lemonade stand, those guys will <laughs> care more about that five dollars than I do. Um, <clears throat> I have not yet because I was at work at the time and I completely forgot to. But I'm planning on doing so. I'm actually gonna. What about you, Rob? Uh, I yeah. I, by the time the episode had ended, I went on there and and, and uh, became a patron. And uh, I just took a look. As of right now, they are. A little past three thousand dollars a month, so that's amazing. Wow. Amazing. Assume the network takes a third. Is that still a thousand dollars? I'm assuming. That. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. I have no idea if that's how it would go. I mean, I imagine it would too. Um, I was just curious if if you had a if you had if you had some sources to back up that number, Aaron, or if you were just saying things. No, but I will say, like, given given Dustin's um, yeah. Dustin, the producer for Feral Audio, given his well, he had some some. <laughs> Some tweets yeah. recently that I, I don't want to trash too much because I think Dustin's doing good work. Um, just don't look at his Twitter page, in my opinion. Um, given his his kind of sense of fairness with uh, with uh, uh, all of his shows, and that's kind of his main thing, I think taking a, just a clean third would would make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's but true. I have no idea how any of that stuff works. Same with the Maximum Fun Network um, and their donations. I, I don't know what the model is for for that. How much of that goes to um, the network and then the, the shows that you donate to. So, who knows? Uh, but either way, the, the Doughboys are that's that's real money for those Doughboys. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that, I'm hoping it. that means they can dedicate more of their time to the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I mean, you hear that for for podcasters. Jesse Thorne has, has mentioned that for podcasters on the Maximum Fun Network, um, that the podcasters with the most successful shows are making enough from those shows for that to be their full-time job. Not a comfortable forever full-time job, but it's yeah. enough baseline money that you can kind of pay rent and live with some comfort and maybe quit your day job to, to you know pursue this stuff a little more seriously. That's nice. Um, so I don't think that Nick and Mitch are ever going to quit their day job and pursue Doughboys as a serious thing, uh, or, you know, as their full-time job. Yeah. Because I just don't think they, they – I, I don't think they have it in them <laughs> to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't think they want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, in the same way as I don't have it in me to, like, quit and join the circus. Like, I would probably succeed at that lofty dream, but uh, but I'm not going to because I don't want to. Um, I think you could yeah. do a pretty good job. Yeah. You think so? You think I'd pull it off at the circus? What would you oh, want yeah. to do with the circus? I mean, I think it would be cool to be, like, a ring ringmaster like Cameron Esposito did, where you just get to, like broadly like announce the, the absurd things that are happening oh that's got to be like such a high like demand job there's gonna be a lot of people competing for that oh maybe gosh. you should just be a little more realistic aaron is all i'm saying okay how about i could be the guy who uh the guy who puts his head inside of the lion's mouth lion tamer there you go yeah yeah i, I think could you could be that. a lion tamer i could tame a lion 
I've got the I've got the force of will. You do to tame a literal lion. Um, yeah, the Patreon is big news though. Like, that's like that 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 it's it's like as someone who listens to a lot of podcasts and kind of cares about the industry of like alt comedy podcasts specifically, the donation model like this hasn't really happened outside of Maximum Fun, which has mm-hmm. been its own little cool, successful, weird enigma, but it's also kind of a public radio model more than anything else, or at least that's the tone they go for, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool, and I think the fact that it's gone so well for them, maybe it'll make other shows, you know, try to do that. Just eliminate the whole uh, overhead of monetizing your show and go directly to the people who are willing to pay for your show. But on yeah. the other hand, how would you have gotten that nature box code, Aaron? How? Ooh. Oh, I'm, how? I'm still glad that they advertise. Well, I would, you know, if I, if I didn't get like my food news from podcasts, mm-hmm. which as of right now I do, you know, um, I'd probably follow like one more food based, uh, like news service to get like news about like cool fast food stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Also, and this is a huge secret that the podcast networks don't want you to know about, 90% of those coupon codes they give you for those delivery services, you can just go onto the websites and figure it out without the codes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Or you just Google, like, coupon code yeah. uh, nature box. Right. But I, try to, I always try to use role. the podcast codes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been too. on a real roll of, like, destroying things lately, Rob. <laughs> Maybe you should yeah, save your hot main, takes uh, for when main. you're off the air next time. I ruined Bugman's life. Biz, biz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I've I've tried. I've tried so many of those delivery services from the podcast, and I always try to use podcast codes as well as the oh, yeah. Amazon links that are provided on shows. I actually, use, oh, I never remember to use Amazon links, and I buy a lot of shit on Amazon. Oh, I sh- I always forget um, about that too. I had the book. I had the Feral one bookmarked for uh, quite a long time that I was regularly using. Yeah, I always shop on Amazon on my phone. Is the problem? Yeah, yeah. I do know. Um, but yeah, I mean that would be literally like paying the doughboys when I got my groceries, which would be extremely fucking cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that was the the Nature Box. I actually used the uh, the Adventure Zone code. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I felt good about that because I, I absolutely love that show. And I donate to that network, but it goes to the whole network, so it's 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 good to support the individual shows also. Um, what else do they talk about on the In and Out episode? Um, uh, Munch Madness. Yeah. Uh, Tournament of Champions 2017 uh, Chicken Fight. Chicken Fight. They talked about it a little bit, although they announced it on the previous episode. Right. And um, they had gone into a little bit more clarifica- like clarification on Twitter, I think, too, about what specifically that was going to entail. Oh, cool. I missed that. Uh, I, I think I because I, I think they had also said, like, what, they were rolling out like rotisserie chickens, right? They said that on the episode. Yeah, yeah. Which, and, and to be fair, there aren't that many places that you can get that from. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I've ever bought a rotisserie chicken. I have. I mean, I know that you ever. can, but I don't know why I would per se. Uh, like, I know Boston Market does it. I think KFC does. Yeah, I was going to say Boston Market's the only one I can think of other yeah. than every grocery store. Right, that's the other thing, too. I guess, like, <laughs> why bother whenever, like, every grocery right. store is doing it already? And Yeah, I mean, I guess I've had grocery store rotisserie. Um, I've never eaten at Boston Market. Um, KFC's on my list. i I gotta, I got to go to KFC. I've never been there. Do you have Boston, um, Boston Market? Boston Market. What's that? Do you have Boston Market? Oh, yeah, we have it okay. around here. 
Um, I don't know if there's one local. There used to be one near my old, old, old place, like a year and a half, two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but like, when am I going to go to Boston Market? See, there's <laughs> one like right, like not right by my office, but like maybe a seven minute walk from my office because it's Boston. And Boston markets are everywhere up here. Oh, of course. And um, you just call them markets. Yeah, market. right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's like the weirdest fucking thing in there because like they, like like it's like. You know, it's like a standard fast casual sort of thing where, like, you wait in line, you order your food, you go back to the table. But they don't have, like, trash cans there. And I remember, like, asking them once, like, what do I do with, like, with, like, the plates aren't done? Like, oh, just leave them on the table. We'll come get them. But, like, it's always weird. Yeah. And I've been there when, like, they clearly don't have the staff or, like, the staff doesn't care to clean it up. <laughs> so, like, half the tables just have, like, people's dirty plates sitting oh, on them. Oh, my God. It's like, guys, just, like, bring back the trash can. Like, I don't care. I will put my plates, like, by the trash can. It's not, like, that that is not enough to make me be like, ooh, I should go to Boston Market more often. Like now, yeah, you know what? If, if you're gonna if you're gonna make me if you're gonna deliver the food to my table and and like clear my table for me, just just like give me a waiter to take my order right. also. And I mean, but the thing is, they don't deliver it to your table. You still have to go like find a table and sit down. Like, <laughs> so like again, there are times I'm so sitting there like holding up like a tray of like food, being like, okay, what's like the cleanest looking table I could sit at? Like, oh weird. It's I know it's so. So they backwards. give you your food on a tray, yes. but then there's no trash can. Right. That's right. I don't know if this is like every Boston market or if this is just like this Boston market, but like that's really it, strange. Yeah, man. it feels like they tried to like go for like a slightly like classier experience in terms of like oh like we'll take care of it for you but then they never like actually saw it through and they just sort of like quit halfway through yeah would you would you consider it a um would you consider it like a, a healthier choice or like a more hardier uh, like, I, I like think that they choice? would like you to think that they are a healthier choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they necessarily or at least like when I've gone there it's not necessarily been a healthier choice like Sure. It's it's. I mean, like it's good. Like if when when they ever get around to doing that, like um, they they have good mac and cheese. I like their chicken. Like they um, it's weird to say, but they used to have really good like gelatin. Like it was a different consistency than Jello oh, normally is. It was slightly like, I want to say it was like a slightly like thicker consistency. And for some reason, I really enjoyed that. But I don't think they That's have wild. it. That's wild. It never even occurred to me that gelatin would have different consistencies. I know, right? Like it's such a dumb thing to be like, why they have the best Jello of any fast casual restaurant? <laughs> Here we are. Have you been to Boston Market? <laughs> Jello's divine. <laughs> Jello's another thing that I ate very little of because most gelatin-based foods are not kosher. Right. Um, same with marshmallows. So it was always like a real treat when I could get my hands on those, um, because you have to get the, you have to get ones that are made with like fish gelatin or something that's like that's kosher. <laughs> So it was a whole thing. Yeah, Jello. I kind of missed the boat on Jello. I, I would say that easily three quarters of all the Jello I've ever ingested has been in the form of Jello shots. Oh yeah. And I haven't <laughs> done that many Jello shots. Jello is is it's um, it's a weird food. I think it's not something that I generally enjoy aside from that Boston Market exception. I don't know why. So weird. Like weird science. Food. Yeah. Right. It also, like I I have this vague recollection from when I was younger that they were like. That they had like a line of like more quote unquote adult jellos that required you to mix like I want to say seltzer or club soda or something mm. into it when you were f- like chilling it so that there would be bubbles in it and they were in like you know more like subtle adult flavors like white grape as opposed to like you know like corn syrup grape uh-huh. and I don't think that still exists but if that did exist that would be something I would probably enjoy I, I think that's just... something 
make regular jello with yeah i'm sure you could like i'm sure it's like it's easy to do but i think it was just that they tasted less sweet at the time so i don't know maybe if you like watered it down somehow yeah i'm not sure yeah a more balanced flavor but then there was also there's also all those recipes from like I want to say like the late seventies, early eighties. Oh god! Like, oh, Jello-based fish casseroles and stuff. <laughs> no, those are so upsetting. Who ever thought that was a good idea? It's so like we were just so what Jello crazy in the sixties and seventies, right? Was it sixties? I 70s? think so. Yeah. Like every time I see those photos, where it's like mix some tuna in with like your cabbage and make <laughs> a Jello of it. Like why? Who like Brian this? were here? He'd be making fun of us for not knowing the difference between the sixties, seventies, and eighties. But he's not. He's off the podcast. That's right. So. And we're young, so um, we don't know these things. Yeah, but if any of our listeners who are over, say, 30... Uh, <laughs> what that must be like. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Brendan? I will be 30 in less than a month. Oh, okay. What about you, Rob? 29. He's doing ages now. 29? All right, I'm 25, so I'm the, I'm the youngster. He's a baby. Of the I have absolutely no sense of time. <laughs> um, my adult life began, like, two years ago. I'm still waiting for mine to start. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, well, I think, I think I wonder too, like I have this interesting, com- uh, it's interesting to me. I have this conversation with my parents sometimes about like gourmet food and stuff like, or like interesting food or food that you put thought into. Cause like my parents are, are like into food. You know, my mom cooks, my mom was a stay at home mom for 20 years. So she cooks, uh, a, a lot and very well. She's one of my favorite cooks, uh, which makes sense. She's my mother. Um, does my dad your, cooks too. Like, does, does your mom, do your parents keep kosher still? They do. Okay. Yeah, strict glot kosher. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it, it totally def, you know is is part of how they how they it 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 it, it, it defines how they can get their food a lot of the time, mm. especially meat and dairy. Um, they have pretty good options now in San Diego, but there have been times when it was harder um, for them. Um, but like they're food enthusiasts, I would say even, um, they will on a weekend do a, a cooking project together, the two of them, that's like an activity they do. They'll like make, you know, buy some gadget and make, you know, egg rolls or, or some, you know, some other thing that's just like hard to, hard to make and they'll figure out how to do it and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of where I got my kind of food hobbyism from, I think was seeing that and doing that as I was growing up. Um, but they did start keeping kosher 20 years ago. And the food landscape, especially like the fast food and restaurant landscape, has changed dramatically in the last 20 years, from what I understand. Um, so the fact that I can, the fact that when I go out to eat, I'm, I pick which cuisine I'm interested in first. I say, well, I don't want Thai food or Indian food or ramen or pho or, you know, uh, the Greek bowls, fast casual Greek bowls or fast mm-hmm. casual Mexican bowls. All, all of that food is everywhere. Um, there's so much like, variety to pick from but i feel like in the 60s and 70s when they were doing jello they didn't have that so to do fancy food you weren't going for obscurity you were just going for like ornate that's like, true. weird like things you could do with the food so that's why like fondue it was like oh let's 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 make the food different like kind of like a molecular gastronomy thing only before they really had that either you know just let's make let's make cheese that's liquid you know mm-hmm. let's, right. let's make a chocolate fountain <laughs> why not we can do that Let's suspend this Jello, this uh, canned tuna. Yeah, jello. flakes. God, that's flakes horrifying. Flakes of tuna suspended in like oh. unflavored Jello. Who? It literally looks like what you see when you open a can of tuna before yeah. you drain it. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Here's a question. Yeah. Um, do you guys prefer? Do you guys eat canned tuna at all? Canned fish? Like um, absolutely. Or tuna salad. 
yeah, yeah. I, I tend to get the kind that comes in the pouch, but it's the same principle. Mm. So, second question. Mm. Do you eat the in-water or in-oil version? Does the pouch even make that distinction? I'm not sure if it does. Or if it does, I don't think the I'm pouch oblivious. actually packs it in a liquid of any kind. Yeah. I, if I'm buying tuna to pull out of the can and use in something, I tend to go for the in-water. Uh, if I'm just mm. going to sit and eat it by my by itself, I don't really mind. Gotcha. Interesting. Because I... So... I ask because I had always been an in-water guy, um, just because for, like, health reasons. But, but recently I've been like, well, fat isn't bad. Like, canola oil is, like, not bad calories necessarily. And, like, if I'm eating tuna, for me, mm. it's because it's a quick, easy thing to make. I make a tuna salad or a tuna melt or something, and then uh, and then I've got, like, real proteiny food that will keep me full for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so adding some more calories via oil isn't, isn't too bad. And I, and I made, I did this for the first time recently. I did a, a tuna melt, um, you know, like grilled in, in the pan and butter and everything, yeah. uh, with tuna in mm-hmm. oil and it was pretty good. Um, and I, I've, I've been meaning to go back and listen to, uh, I've mentioned the spilled milk podcast before Matthew Amsterburton and, uh, and, um, Molly Weisenberg, mm-hmm. great podcast. Yep. I highly recommend it if you like, like funny people and food stuff. It's like a little more serious a little more like food focused than the Doughboys show is, and it's it's a short like twenty thirty minute show. It's great. I love it. Awesome. Really highly <laughs> highly recommend it. But they did an episode on um, on canned fish on canned tuna, uh, and they tasted like five or six different ones, and they had such visceral and and uh, uniform reactions between the two of them to every one they tried. Oh, this, they didn't like the pouch one, for example, which I was surprised at because I had always like kind of been like oh, I'll splurge and get the pouch the pouch fish. That's the good one. Yeah. You know? um, but I've been meaning to go back and listen to to figure out which ones they liked and which ones they didn't. But I do I distinctly remember them liking the in oil better. But I think they were trying it trying it raw like you do, Rob, or not raw, but like out of the can. Yeah. Know, without, yeah. Without like, if I'm eating it out of the can, I definitely prefer with the oil because it is a better flavor. But I like yeah. you kind of just thought, oh well, water's healthier, but maybe not always. Yeah, I don't know if it is. I don't know. Although I will say when I when I make a tuna melt, um, it's like. There's like seven different steps where you add fat. Like, there's there's could be oil in the in the tuna, and then there's mayo in the tuna salad, and then you put cheese on the sandwich, and then when you fry it up, you fry it in butter. The more butter, the better. So like, it's like a very fat forward <laughs> profile as mm-hmm. far as flavor and as far as nutrition. So I feel like just on a pure balance level, you know, maybe maybe it doesn't need more fat, but it sure did taste good. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Enough about tuna. <laughs> yes. Um, have you guys had In-N-Out before? Uh, no. I've had In-N-Out like one it. time uh, when I was in Los Angeles for LA Podfest. I was very disappointed in all aspects <laughs> of it. <laughs> really? And, and, wow. Uh, and I am keeping that as my opinion of In-N-Out until I try it again and maybe my mind gets changed. But I that is amazing, Rob. Yeah, I wound up getting the well. I think the issue was the time that we let it s- sit. I wound up uh, getting the fries, yeah. uh, whatever you call them, with the sauce on them. And animal style. oh, animal yeah. style. And by the time we were able to sit down and eat, that stuff had completely congealed, Oof. and it was just it was not an enjoyable experience. And then the same with the burger. The burger was not really hot anymore by the time I ate it and I just it was, the burger was fine I think the fries are what really spoiled it for me 
And then the fries themselves just weren't that good. Although they mentioned yeah, on the podcast you really want to get them well done, I guess. Yeah, I've never done that. I've never uh, – yeah, I, maybe I have because I'm having like a, a memory of what they're like well done. So maybe I have or maybe that's just what I assume they would be like because if you just – if you single cook because they don't double cook, double fry them right. is a the thing there. Um, but if you if you if you don't double fry fries, you either get like In and Out standard fries, which are like weirdly undercooked, yeah, um, or you get what are kind of more like fry shaped potato chips almost. They get crispy and like and crunchy more than they get like crispy and soft on the inside. Um, which is I prefer to the too soft, but it's still a weird choice for them. Like it, it would not be that much of a cost increase. Charge me thirty cents more per order of fries and, and double double fry your damn fries, you know? Yeah. I mean I there's there's multiple places I'm sure that are like that. Like White Castle. I don't know if you guys have White Castle, but if I get fries there I've never been. I always yeah. ask for them well done because they're also you get them and they're like soggy. Yeah. I, I have that sometimes with five guys. Five guys fries I found to be inconsistent from location to location. Um I had one guy at uh, at a five guys in Toronto. Uh, who undercooked my fries, and I said, these are undercooked. Uh, can you give me another order? And they were, like, undercooked the second time. Huh. I'm like, how do you how do you not just, like, ruin my fries, like, by overcooking them? The second? Like, if I told you my fries were undercooked, like, wait till the fries turn brown, my dude. Like, come <laughs> on. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have a pretty standard opinion of, of In-N-Out, which is that the burgers are good. I've always done it animal style. I really enjoy it. Um... The fries are fine. Uh, I I would personally choose to order them well done, but I will eat them either way. They're not great. They're not bad. Um, yeah, so I think it's a fine. I think it's a fine restaurant. I prefer it to um, uh, Elevation Burger, for example, which is another burger in that in the same echelon. I feel like um, I do not prefer it to Wendy's or Five Guys, though, which I feel like are also kind of in the same category. So. Um, so so yeah, I don't know. It's good. What was the thing yes, that, that Weiger yeah. had? The what was the, the Flying Dutchman? Yeah, so it sounded like it was just uh, meat and cheese. Meat and cheese, yeah, which is <laughs> okay. Not not yeah, it's not done. It's not finished. <laughs> that's not a dish. Those are ingredients, in my in my opinion. I mean, I've been doing low carb for a month, and that's kind of half my meals is just meat really? and cheese. <laughs> How's that been going? Uh, like on a on a food comp on like a flavor composition level, I mean. Uh, not, it's unexciting. Uh, <laughs> and I've I slipped up a few times this week, and I need to get back on track. Um, but I don't know. I I could get more creative if I had a little more income. But I've been trying yeah. to on a budget, so it's like, well, I can. Oh yeah, low carb on a budget is very yeah. Hard to do. So that's been the tough thing. Uh, trying to trying to figure out, and then also like, well, I'm not going to get groceries this week, so I guess I'm just going to keep cooking the same frozen 10-pound bag of chicken I have in my freezer every yeah, night. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Get yourself a, a spice collection. Oh, I have plenty. Mixing yeah, it up. I can... Yeah, so that's... I have a variety of spice, but uh, I'm eating the same things multiple times a week for the most part. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. I mean, it's... Eating your Flying Dutchman dinners. Yeah, it's going. <laughs> I gotta get... Like I said, I, I goofed up a few times this week. Had pizza more yeah. than once. But well, <laughs> I had pizza twice this week. Also, uh, nice. I envy you. I had it last night. I had actually one of my favorite pizza places last night. Uh, and then I had like the pizza place down the street, like last week, like a week ago. 
it's uh, it sure is pizza. Yep. Sometimes you need it. <laughs> Let's move on to another uh, another excellent burger, uh, the Big Mac and its varietals. Yes. Uh, on to the Mac to Fight episode of uh, this show with Evan Susser and Van Robichaux, fan favorite guests. Um, what are you guys' feelings on the Big Mac? I, I wish I had gotten to try, well, the original Big Mac or just the the, the, Big, Mac. the Big Mac? The Big Mac's great. It's fine. It's it's yeah. it's an institution at this point. I'm all right with the Big Mac. Uh, I I tend to go double cheeseburger or quarter pounder over it, but I like mm-hmm. how all those flavors work together. I think for me, it was it's always just been a little too much bun. Like if I just slide that middle bun out, I think I like it more. You know, I'll tell you this. I love bun. And I usually order single burgers instead of double burgers for that reason, because I think the balance is important and the bun is a very important part of that balance. Mm. Big Mac's got too much bun in there. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just, it's just too hep, too. It's too. It soaks up all the flavor. Yeah. Um. And that, so that's I, I tried the Big Mac for the first time, uh, last week. I sent you guys a, a message when I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I really enjoyed it, I will say. Um, I thought it was a very well-composed burger. I enjoyed the flavor of the sauce. That's the whole thing at McDonald's, I guess, is the sauce. Yeah. Um, I thought the pickles were actually perfect. Um, pickles I sometimes have a hard time with. Uh, I think a lot of places, Five Guys included, cut their pickles too thick. Um, so they kind of gum up the whole works and can be a little too flavorful, especially if they're not distributed perfectly. Yeah, I can see um, that. That's okay with me. I think I think the I think McDonald's does a better job with that for sure. Yeah. Well, the other thing with McDonald's is that their sauce is tangy, and also like at Five Guys, I get a tangy mayo sauce. So for me, like mayo and pickles is already a stretch, and I'll do it because I like those flavors. Um, but yeah, the the I, I've started at at the Five Guys by my office. I've stopped ordering pickles, or I'll I'll do light pickles now. Um, oh. because it's it just can be a little too much. I love pickles. In my opinion. Man. Oh, I love pickles, too. What's your favorite pickle? Um, If, if, it, if it's just something like I'm straight up eating, like a sweet gherkin, yeah. uh, if it's if if it's just on a hamburger, just like standard dill. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of bread and butter. Who is, though? Yeah. I am. <laughs> really? Actually, like... Bread and I, butter man over here. I like... Pretty much all pickles. I my favorite is like a hot one. I really like uh, if you ever find them in the store, Wickles brand pickles. Wickles. Yeah, look, I haven't tried those. Never I'm, of- I'm a big fan. They they sell them in a variety of ways, but the most common you're gonna probably see it like a Walmart or something is like a like a slice for like a sandwich or a burger slice. Um, but yeah, Wickles pickles probably my favorite. But I mean, I like a sweet pickle. I like a hot pickle. Um, I like those bread and butters. Nice. What about I, I really juice? can't go wrong. Does anyone like pickle juice? Yeah, like have you seen how like I think there's like a you can buy like individual like cans of pickle juice because I think there are cocktails that like use that as an ingredient. Yeah, yeah. I, which I have never tried that because the thought of drinking straight up pickle juice like really repulses me. <laughs> my brother really wanted to try it as a little kid, so my mom poured him like a like a shot worth <laughs> for him to try. My bro- my brother as a little kid also loved salt, so <laughs> that would do it. Like yep. he would like uh, like we, we used to have uh, like hash browns, potato latkes mm. practically, but really hash browns, just just frozen in a bag. Um, 
and uh, and he would just like pour salt on there until it was just like a snowy oh, cap of mountain. Oh jeez! <laughs> and like my parents would have to like keep an eagle eye, and this is you know this is when he was like five or yeah. something, you know. My parents would keep an eye on him and go, oh no no no, that's actually too much salt. <laughs> it's a salt shaker, not a salt salt pourer. Uh, yeah. Uh, so of course he wanted to try the pickle juice. Oh. Um, he also he also once had a pickle and margarine sandwich. Oh no. Which he was very into. Mm. Um, which like in hindsight sounds better than it did when he actually when he first had it. I was like, eh, gross. What are you doing? But pickle and butter sandwich, like, you know, on some thick bread. I don't some, know. Some kind of just really just <laughs> bread and butter with some pickle on top. Uh, I have limits. <laughs> Maybe I've just had twenty years to get Maybe. used to the idea. My mom uh, always um my mom loves pickles, which I guess is where I get it from, but she will like it's genetic drink it is. She will just like drink the pickle juice after like the oh, can which like I, out the whole rest of the jar. Yeah, which I find so upsetting. Wow. Like it's it's one That's... of it's terrible. Excessive. Yes. No, I think it is too. I, it's, I don't like to be around her when she does this. Golly. I don't like to see it. I don't like to think about it. Oh my gosh. I've never tried the yeah, pickle that's... juice myself, but I think I would actually like it. <laughs> I mean, it. it's it's like what you think it would yeah. be. Like, it's like liquid pickle, right? Like, it's it's a much... <laughs> I feel like you could make, like, a good Bloody Mary derivative. Yeah, awesome. th- yeah. like, I can see why you would use it in a drink, but I feel like there, there are drinks I've seen online where, like, pickle juice is a predominant, like ingredient that you can taste and that i don't think oh, i would yeah. enjoy at all although i would kind of like like a martini i don't with some pickle aspect to it i think i don't like martinis um, so um, given that the only i well i had my first martini a couple weeks ago at a bar here in dc called russia house mm-hmm. um and it apparently used to be some some affiliate of the russian embassy but it is now just a russian bar <laughs> uh with a three-page menu two of the pages are all vodka well, all right so I got there. My friend was having a martini. I was like, how is it? He was like, it's not bad. It's, you know, it's really, really, you know, vodka forward. But uh, so I ordered one and it was pretty much just vodka. It just tasted like vodka in a martini glass. I don't know what, mar- like, yeah. I don't know what makes a martini a martini, but it was, it just tasted like vodka to me. <laughs> could use so a little I bit of pickle, a little pickle juice. It could have. I think like a little bit of pickle in there would have been good. My favorite pickle is the uh, Clausen brand dill pickle. Oh, uh, yeah. They 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 keep them in the fridge section in, in, in supermarkets as opposed to a lot of the other pickles that are shelf stable. Um, and to me, I've, I've never found another pickle that had, that replicates that flavor. Yeah, they got a good um, ones with a good crunch. Yeah, oh, such a good crunch. That first pickle out the jar when you open up the jar, just the perfect crunch. The flavor's all there. Um, I got a full jar sitting in my fridge because I when I, I like to I slice them up and put them on my sandwiches, but I haven't made sandwiches in a while. I've so. got about a third of a jar sitting in my fridge, and I know that's where I'm heading as soon as we're done. <laughs> <laughs> those are the best. Those, those are my definitely my favorite pickles. I do like uh like the the sweet pickles you get on a on a burger at a restaurant. I'm I'm coming around mm-hmm. to those. Um, and I've also enjoyed like have a little cornichon. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I really like. I used to do like cheese and crackers for breakfast in the mornings, um, and I put like a little tiny slice of cornichon on on each of those little little um, whatever little open faced cheese and cracker sandwiches, and that was really really good. One of the um, things I keep noticing more and more uh, at, at like restaurants near me lately is uh, like sort of accompanying your food. You will get like a small little bowl of p- various pickled vegetables. I like. Yeah, that. I do too. I think it's really great. 
I got I got that a lot at like places when I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Not a lot in DC though. It's yeah, it's uh, it's I think it's like I've noticed it mostly actually like at a Mexican place by me for whatever reason they give you like if you order like a like a sandwich or something you get like fried plantains and a little bowl of pickled vegetables. Like the jalapenos awesome. and carrots, those are my favorite. They uh I yeah. I think there's some jalapenos. I think they also go for um like cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, the cow. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I used to get pickled uh, pickled cauliflower with my sandwiches at the airport bar in Toronto, um, near the near the United Airlines gates, which is like uh, the sixties, mm-hmm. sixty to sixty five or sixty eight or something. I think I'm getting that right. Um, and there's a couple of bars. It's the same bar, just like on both sides of the concourse, um, like forty feet from each other. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they had like, depending on what you ordered there, they had some pretty good. Um, I think a lot of it was from Frozen, but 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 pretty good despite that uh, food. And and yeah, one of the sandwiches you'd get like a, a little thing of pickled. Uh, it was carrots and cauliflower, and really spicy. Yeah. Uh, cauliflower, and it was really good. I've made pickled cauliflower before, but it wasn't nearly as spicy as the way they did. Yeah, I don't feel like I could do it very well. I feel like that's just something I would trust other people to do before I would. I mean, it's hard to mess up pickles. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. The I, I have is really easy. You just boil the boil the water, you slice up a bunch of cauliflower, you put it all in uh, in in a jar, uh, and then you just put it in the fridge for a week and it's ready to go. No, so I, I slice the I cauliflower really thin so it infuses nice and quickly. You'd mess that up. Yeah. <laughs> I've never <laughs> tried pickling <laughs> anything, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's that's the only thing I've ever done, um, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I should do this more. It's easy, and you get this kind of cool thing out of it a week later but for some reason i just never got around to, to doing more um i think it'd be fun to make your own like dill pickles too but i think to do really good dill pickles you gotta let them sit for a while that wouldn't surprise me yeah gotta get through the skin of those cucumbers and everything yeah so did you guys get a chance to try the new grand mac or mac jr i wish i did uh in another one of my moments of weakness <laughs> when I broke uh, my low carb, I did it for the show, guys. I did it for the show. Yeah, if it's for the uh, show, it's I, okay. I actually, <laughs> I wound up getting the Mac Junior, a Big Mac, and a Grand Mac all at once. Damn, dude! So I could mm. really, really for figure research. it out. Jesus. And my favorite one was actually the. I really liked the Mac Junior the most. It. I kind of wish I tried the Mac Junior. It's and and it's because the same problem I have with the Big Mac there being just too much bread is like doubled with the Grand Mac for me. Oh yeah. Because they, they increase the, the meat a little bit, but they increase the bun way more proportionally. It's so, so weird. So wait, just to clarify the Grand Mac thing. So is it, what size beef pad are they using? Are they using like quarter pounder or is it they're, just like, they're not quite that big. I think they're, I don't remember what size they were, but they're certainly not as big as a quarter pounder patty. Wow. I was surprised to find that that yeah I had some like off center problems with my patties yeah. and my Grand Mac because um, I, tr- I tried the Grand Mac the bun was huge that's bun is enormous <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I had a full like three bites worth of just like sodden saucy bun at the end yeah. that I just discarded and that's never a problem for me I love the bun on a burger see I need to I'm gonna hang on. I'm I'm googling something right now but like because I vaguely recall there was okay. a time when McDonald's was doing like this like. Like we have Angus burgers, yeah, they're classy. Angus burgers, yeah, so didn't were, they? Ha- I had one. That was actually the first McDonald's okay. burger I ever had. Was didn't they Angus have burgers. like a Big Mac variant on the Angus burger? I don't think they might have put the Angus or the Big Mac sauce on one of them, but it was not okay. a 
like a two patty. It wasn't a triple. Yeah. I actually wonder yeah. if those patties are what they're using for the Grand Mac. I'm not sure. I'm gonna try and see. Cause I th- I thought for sure that I had like at um at Penn Station for whatever reason. I thought I had that like years ago. Um, I don't know. Let me see here. I just huh. the, the Angus one that sticks out to me. I I would get that Angus mushroom and Swiss one. Like that was oh, my standard good. McDonald's burger for as long as I had them. I really loved it. That sounds very good. It's I really yeah. I was curious to try the Mac Junior. But um, I think I was hungry. I was going to the gym that day and everything. Mm. I was like, that was like my lunch. Um, and I thought the Mac Junior, Mac Junior and fries and a soda, or a Grand Mac alone were my options. And I, and I went for the Grand Mac. Okay. I guess yeah. I guess I made. It looks like Australia might have had something that okay. was similar to a Big Mac, but with the Angus patties, because huh. I can't find any evidence that this existed. So I might have just made it up. I'm kind of about that though. Yeah. Right. Like I was. Like I said, I still haven't had them yet. I kind of want to. There's only one McDonald's near me, and it's at, like, a medical center food court, so, like, they don't always have a full <laughs> menu. Um, but it, it was surprising to me that the that the beef patties were not that much larger than normal. Yeah. And I'll say, too, though, McDonald's meat is not that flavorful right. as far as burger restaurant meat goes. No, I think they're so. towards the, for me at least, as far as fast food burgers go, they're towards the bottom as far as the the meat quality. Yeah. 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 But I think their sandwich quality is so good and so consistent that it that it must bring it up as a, as an overall product. Yeah. And the fries, yeah. I guess, are very good. Too. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't know though. I, I think I may still be like more of a Wendy's guy than a McDonald's guy. I think point. that's fair. having now kind of explored both am. restaurants. Yeah. yeah. I, I would go to Wendy's a lot more often than I would go to McDonald's. I, I took a look real quick. The the Grand Mac uses uh, its two one sixth pound patties, so it's total. <laughs> so it's arbitrary. Third. Like what a dumb <laughs> arbitrary. Like <sighs> well, the way they're selling it is sink into a third pound of beef, but there's no. two patties. So bullshit. It, Go away. Yeah. So like it's, so weird. If they would have you... used the quarter pounders, it would have been, I think, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like why would you go through the trouble of manufacturing a whole different size of beef patty for this sandwich? Why not just use what you yeah. already have? I wonder if they just got a meat press in the back, just some tube yeah. that that presses it all. <laughs> the out. other thing I thought I was know, very yeah. weird. The other thing I thought was very weird about it was that they uh, and they mentioned it on the podcast, and then I I thought they might have screwed it up. But the fact that they put both slices of cheese at the very bottom of the sandwich, yeah, that's seems also very weird. weird. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, to be honest. I'm not a big cheese on on my sandwich guy uh-huh. most of the time. Right. So when I ordered the Big Mac and the Grand Mac, I did get cheese on there. Um. But uh, frankly, I didn't even notice that it that it was just you know to me it's just, like it's where I didn't I didn't notice where the lettuce was either you know yeah I was also very hungry like I usually am when I'm eating fast food burgers right. so I, I usually <laughs> don't have a huge amount of time to like really inspect the composition unless they ruin it like I've gotten Five Guys burgers that that the onions were cut way too thick um, and like I'll notice that obviously because it like takes you out of mm-hmm. it you know. But for something like the Big Mac, where it's so medically prepared, like, you know, precisely, exactly the same every single time, uh, nothing was going to be so offensive as to throw me out of out of my focus on eating my burger. Right. You know. I get that. I mean, I had eaten a Big Mac and a Mac Jr. before eating mine, so I had a little bit of... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of time. You had a little time to think. <laughs> And to compare, also, I, I I do think I think the Mac Junior is more up my speed because I'm 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 telling you guys I'm a single yeah, patty guy. you should try it for uh, sure. I I yeah. Like, I think it stood way above the other two to me. 
Maybe I'll get one after this sh- after this show because I don't think I have I don't have any food to make for dinner. Um, we'll we'll see. If my friends don't want to get to Sunday happy hour, then maybe I'll go uh, have myself a Mac Junior and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the show. Or any weekday for me. <laughs> Weekdays have been weird for me food wise recently. Um, I don't like to do just like straight up like fast food for dinner. Mm. Um, so yeah, so if I'm at home, I usually have like food to cook that I've bought, like like re- like ingredients. Which, what's the word I'm looking for? Groceries. That's, That's the word. The word. That's it. Um, guys, the the beer I'm not drinking is kicking in. Uh, but but I've found myself because I I work downtown now and I live downtown and and my friends are downtown. I'm I have. I'm busier after work now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I weirdly, I find myself weirdly often like three or four weekdays a week, like just eating at wherever I'm at, uh, after work, which is a weird, different dynamic for me. I don't know if you, what your, what y'all's experience is with, with food and work and how you balance that. I mean, I never, I, I don't think I ever go out for dinner on a weekday unless I'm like with someone who wants to go out for dinner. Like if it's yeah. just me, I will just go home and make something or figure something else out. I like, it feels like, a weird expense for me to like go someplace after work by myself and eat dinner. Oh, totally. Yeah, I never, I never get out and do that. I and, and on weekdays after work, I tend to, and I get home around like three forty-five, four o'clock. And uh-huh. at that point, I'm already like, I kind of just want to eat something now and be done with the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, for, yeah, for me, like, so, so the the reason I would go out by myself after work, and I've done this like sometimes is uh, if I really want to socialize and, like, people aren't available that week or I, for whatever reason, like, planned the week wrong for myself, you mm-hmm. know, like, underdid it on, like, the social engagements, um, that can be difficult for me. So those are times when I'll go out to, like, a bar and see if I can schmooze with the bartender or sit next to somebody interesting or whatever at the bar. Um, that can be difficult, of course, because you don't want to go out, like, talking to everybody who's near you and bother them all, you know what I mean? Or for me anyway, I, I don't want to do mm. that. So, um, But yeah, that's, those are times when it's worth it for me to go out and have a couple of drinks and a burger. And, uh, you know, the, 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 my, my kind of local neighborhood bar has uh, does barbecue. So I've got like a brisket sandwich and a couple of beers. And, you know, it's like $20, $25 after you've paid the tip, um, maybe a little more. And, but, but if I really need that, like if I really need the social engagement and I'm hungry and I don't have something planned to cook, then it's something I'll end up doing. Um, but in general, I try to do that same thing you guys do where it's like, if I, if I have what to cook at home and I can do that, I'll go home and I'll cook myself something wholesome and I'll enjoy it and I'll enjoy the process of cooking it. So it's, it's not like a total loss or like a, just a safety play, you know? Yeah. Food is interesting guys. Yeah, (laughs) sure is. Um, do you have any other thoughts about the uh, Big Mac episode? They, they talked about the founder yeah, movie. Yeah, I was going to say, did anybody watch the I, Ray Crockumentary? I mean to. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I have not. I mean to, but I have not. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I probably won't. Uh, you gotta, you got to really convince me if I'm, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie or a documentary, and then this didn't quite sound. Uh, I didn't care. I like Michael Keaton, so I will probably see it. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, it'll just depend on if it's if it's there on Netflix at some That's point. I don't true. know if it is now, yeah. but probably not. But if it's streaming somewhere yeah. at some point, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I think the and you have to tell us how that goes when you do, Rob. I think 
I, I also don't care that much about Ray Kroc. <laughs> like, I get, like, McDonald's is an institution, and Ray Kroc is a, whatever, like, a groundbreaking businessman or whatever, but, like, I, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I mean, he sounds kind of awful. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. And I also, like... I loved the Rogue One movie review episode because Nick and Mitch care so much about Rogue One <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're paying so much attention. I don't think anybody like in this episode cared about the founder. No. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. I, I kind of glazed over during that part of the episode personally. I think no, it was it, maybe maybe just a way for them to pad out. Like we can talk about McDonald's without doing a full app. Yeah. Yeah. That's that way they wouldn't true. have to say they had already done a McDonald's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, which I, I think is kind of cheating, by the way. I think they kind of did a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah they, so. they basically did. Yeah. I don't know what they're saving it for at this point, but... Episode 100 with Scott Ackerman is my that would pr- and I will that's, continue to stand by that. Yeah, that's a safe bet. Um, uh, let's do ratings. We didn't rate the In-N-Out oh, episode. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think of the In-N-Out episode? Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. My brain just went blank for a second, sorry. Yeah, no, I didn't have, a, I didn't have an idea yet. Um, <laughs> I like I'm switching episodes on it you. It was nice. Uh, I I always hate when my daddies fight a little bit uh, when they mm-hmm. you know argue a little bit about how they wanted to quit the show and all that. But it was nice just to kind of get to hear them talk about the process and and their new Patreon and their relationship and everything. Uh, and I think overall, I just uh, I don't know. It was it was fine. I didn't mind not having a guest. I think they can get away with not having a guest. I agree. Um, especially if they're just uh, repeating a restaurant. I do not care about In-N-Out, but I don't even think that that was necessarily the purpose of the episode. So, I don't know. I'll give this, I'll give this one uh, three and a half bad hashtags. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I feel like I would I, I would also go for the same rating. I mean, I'm I'm... I'm always a little unenthused whenever restaurants are repeated just because there are so many left to tackle at this point. And I feel like yeah. in and out just especially doesn't do a whole lot for me because I've never been to one. So I, I don't really get it. And it also kind of feels like for this episode, maybe more than a lot of the other ones that have done the same restaurant twice in and out was sort of more of an afterthought compared to everything else that was brought up on that episode. Uh, yeah. like, like it was more interesting to me to hear about the relationship and what they're planning to do and like everything else that is going on than it was to hear them talk about in and out, which was, I feel like also didn't comprise a whole lot of the episode. Like it feels like that was, it, it, it was a smaller amount of time than they usually do spend talking about something like that. I have no evidence to back that up, but that's what it felt like. Um, Aaron? Rating, Brandon? Same yes, rating, yes, sorry. Said. Three and a half bad hashtags. Um, yeah, I'll say this. And we'll talk more about Bobby Lee later. But <laughs> yes. Nothing made me think we have Bobby to? Lee. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we'll rush through it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I took I took heavy notes on the Bobby uh, Lee. I already right, hear them all. Um, so, yeah, we'll go through the notes. Um, I'll tell you, Bobby Lee... I'll talk more about him later, but he was right about one thing. The Doughboys don't need food for me to want to listen to them. And I love the food discourse on the Doughboys podcast. It's why I'm listening. It really is. Uh, I don't know what the show would be without the food. I think it's a huge part of Mitch and Nick's relationship, and it gives them something to talk about. But I I agree that this episode could have done without In-N-Out. 
I, I think this was an episode about Nick and Mitch and their relationship, and I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, but I think the construction of the episode, it being an in-and-out episode, docks at points for me. Um, so I'm going to agree with you guys. Three and a half uh, bad hashtags. Wow. wow. I mean, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, so uh, there it is. It's in the uh, the hand-holding club. Is ours also called the hand-holding club? Or did we give it a different yeah, name? I don't know. I think we're just sticking with that. <laughs> Okay. Um, Love the handholding club. Whoever's yeah, maintaining the Faux Boys wiki, uh, make yeah. sure you update that. <laughs> <laughs> com. One of y'all out there, um, one of uh, our one of our listeners. Um, yeah, so that's that. And then uh, while we're doing ratings, uh, did you guys have any other Mac uh, Donald's stuff you wanted to cover? No. I have nothing else on that. Uh, I, I will say I really enjoyed – I love Van. I love yeah, him I so too. much. Oh, yeah, he's and, so funny. Hearing about all the Mitch.pizza and all that, it, it is always such a delight to me. Uh, I wish he was on as frequently as Evan is, who I used to not <laughs> care for so much, but he's grown on me a lot. Can I... You want to roll into your rating there, Rob? Uh, yeah, so having said that, and I like the extensive uh, Mac talk, uh, we didn't really talk about fist fight, but... I, that's fine. I was going to ask care. if anyone had seen Fist Fight. I have not. I have not. Uh, but I, I, I like this episode as a little <laughs> as a little aside, uh, kind of a different one again. Uh, I I think I'd go. I think I'm going to stick with another three and a half bad hashtags rating. I feel right. like wow. uh, just to keep things fresh and interesting, I would go to three. <laughs> Um, just because it, it's, it's, you know, it, it was fine, but it was not particularly remarkable and it was a cock tease in terms of doing McDonald's episode there. I said it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So three. All right. Three. Wow. 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 Have you seen that vine? What one? The wow vine. What's I saw it on Nick Robinson's Twitter feed. Um, um Nick Robinson uh, has a really interesting Twitter feed if you're into video games. Um, really weird miscellaneous. Uh, and and the, it's the weirdest Vine because it's just like it was clearly just taken like at some party somewhere. Uh, and this girl like does like a vape trick, and then the <laughs> camera pans down and to the right to an extreme close up of like uh, a like a teenager's like face, uh, and the kid just turns to the camera and goes wow, <laughs> and it's very funny. No, I have not. Um, <laughs> It's it's uh, I guess I'll post that in the episode. Yes, now. you should. You should. Um, I will. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, this. Oh God, my keyboard. Welcome to 2017, where if you touch the wrong button on your iPad keyboard, Google starts like giving you pop-ups about how to do it better. <laughs> oh my God, it just switched apps. Don't allow. Oh. Stop it. Wait, did you install that that weird the... Google keyboard thing? I did, yeah. I find and, it so and weird. The new version downloaded. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's just so jarring to me. I had to uninstall it. It took me a while to get used to, and I downloaded it a little early in its life cycle. Mm. Like it wasn't, it didn't work great when I first downloaded mm. it. Um, I saw it actually on Justin McElroy's Twitter. Ah. Uh, he recommended it, um, but I, I gave up on it, and then I tried again a couple months later, and because I just I love the swipe typing motion, um, so so that's why I downloaded it. Maybe I'll have to try um, again. Yeah. The, the McDonald's episode, I enjoyed it. I love Van. I enjoy having Evan there, sort of as a, as a, he's part of the show at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for and I sure. like his dynamic with Nick and Mitchie. He really, truly does seem like the third Doughboy to me. Sorry, Christine Nagel. <gasps> um, 
I enjoyed the episode, but again, found that parts of it were boring, uh, especially the parts about the movie. Um, so all that all said, uh, I'm going to give it three. Three bad hashtags. All right. Wow. So, wow. Ballpark buds wow. on that one. Wow. And with that, <laughs> let's jump on to the next episode, uh, or the previous episode, BJ's with Hayes and Sean from Hollywood Handbook. Um, we have no Brian here, so we can be as complimentary about Hayes and Sean. I think like. they're the best. I fucking love those yeah. guys. They're so funny. I think I would Especially r- Sean. rather listen to them than Brian. <laughs> 10 out of 10 every time. Yes. <laughs> I think they are tremendous. Um, one thing I noticed about this episode, uh, having listened to it uh, immediately after the Bobby Lee episode, is which we'll talk about, uh, mm. is that... Nick and Mitch sound so much more comfortable with Hayes and Sean <laughs> yeah, than they did with Bobby Lee. Sure. <laughs> it's like it's like they're they're like so relaxed. It's like they're all just like sitting in a hot tub together or something. Like it's so comfortable as opposed to the previous episode. Do you think they were all sitting in a hot tub together? I mean, I'd like to imagine that they were. I, I mean, now that, that, oh, now that I, they're going to record I, the I, podcast yeah. at Mitch's, maybe that's yeah. a possibility. <laughs> buy a hot tub with right. all that Patreon money. Oh, man. Hell yeah. With those cats jumping in and out. <laughs> Kitties love all wet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so the, the this was a, an interesting episode to me. I don't know anything about BJ's. Me neither. Is that like a California place? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a Chicago-style, in quotes, pizza chain, but it's, it's definitively <laughs> a, a California thing. Does that, okay, like, really right. make you see Red Rob whenever you hear shit like that? No, I just, you know, they people are going to try. There's always going to be imitators. <laughs> They're never going to get it right. <laughs> are there any, hey, just like yeah. ask you, are there any chains that do do that right? Well, around here, I think, uh, in fact, that's one of the ones I went to when I had pizza last weekend. I had friends in town. Um, there are French, uh, deep dish Chicago-style pizza franchises. I like, I like Lou Malnati's a lot. That's probably my favorite of the chains. Uh, Gino's East is another one. But they don't spread out. Like there are locations outside of this area. I think there's like you're gonna find one in Orlando, like weird places like that, tourist areas. But I also don't think that those remote locations do it as well as they do locally. What do you think it is about Chicago that lets lets them do the pizza? Right? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's anything unique. Like it's not like New York bagels in the water and 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I just. I just think as you get away from here and you're just trying to recreate some uh, whatever local cuisine that you're just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just an imitation. Well, I wonder if it's just like the experience of the cooks or something yeah. like that. Maybe, like you would think if it's if it's the same franchise, they're doing things the same way. But I had a, I had a Geno's East somewhere way out of town in another state. And I just thought like this mm. isn't really quite the same as, as it is – you know, locally, but obviously I, I love, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, obviously local businesses do it, do it better than the chains, but right. But the, the ones around here, like, like I said, Lumon Lattie's that as far as chains go, that's my favorite deep dish pizza, but I also don't eat deep dish a lot. I might have it twice a year. I eat regular pizza okay. most of the time. I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, Sorry, Chicago hot dogs. Yes. Um, like a loaded up Chicago hot dog. Uh, and 
I've I've only had them. I've made them myself, which I can't get like obviously I can't get like the weird neon green relish, <laughs> um, or like exactly the right hot peppers yeah. at home. You know what I mean? I should make myself Chicago hot dogs again sometime soon. I love that stuff. Um, but I I've, I've had them at a couple of restaurants. One was in College Park, Maryland, where I went to school at this restaurant called Chicago's that uh, did not last more than about six months after they opened. Um, and it was pretty good. And then the other one I've had is in the airport in, in Chicago O'Hare. Okay. Uh, there's, I believe it's called America's dog is the, uh, is the stand. Um, and I really, you know, if I got a lay layover in Chicago, I will always get that Chicago hot dog there because I feel like it's the, cl- even though it's in the airport, which has its own scale for right. how good food can get. Uh, I feel like it's the closest I'm going to get to like a real Chicago loaded hot dog. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm still. I think I, I, sometime I gotta get to Chicago and have a Chicago hot dog at a real Chicago. Well, you're welcome anytime. Right on, you know? I'll Aww. take you somewhere. I appreciate that, Rob. I appreciate that. If I make it out there, then we'll hang out. And we still have to do our uh, our faux boys meetup in Pittsburgh, yes. where we're all where we're all uh, uh, equidistant from, basically. Maybe like next winter. I would be all for it. You know, I would. Yeah. Because I'm, uh, I oh, this is news on my side. I'm uh, food news for me. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a culinary tour of Israel. Oh, awesome! Summer. That's right. I saw your post. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. So yeah, so that's cool. Uh, just like a food thing. I don't know what it's going to yeah. be. Like I don't know Do you, if it's actually going to be like food centric. So like, what, what is but, like is Israeli cuisine similar to like just other sort of Middle Eastern cuisine or? Yeah. So I, I would say that. Um, that it is um i haven't had a lot of food that's tagged as specifically being from like the neighboring middle eastern countries Mm -hmm. like i haven't had a lot of like jordanian food or syrian food or um lebanese Mm -hmm. food actually lebanese food yeah lebanese food is my experience um i I would say the big difference between israeli food and its most common similar cuisine which is greek food is that greek food has tzatziki sauce Mm. Um, and Israeli food does without that sort of creamy aspect a lot of the time. Okay. Um, and I, I think a, a big part of that is probably the kosher influence is that you can't really have, um, a creamy, you don't really want a creamy texture in your meat basically. Yeah. Um, cause that, that if it's co- even if it is kosher, it gives the, the impression of not being kosher. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so like a, a Greek shawarma will have tzatziki sauce or like a rich and thick garlic sauce on it maybe. Yeah. Um, and an Israeli shawarma will not have that. An Israeli shawarma will pretty much always have hummus and tahini as the as the sauce and dressing, and that's basically it. Um, oh, and then going back to pickles, I meant to mention Israeli pickles, um, which uh, you can get kind of here in the states. You can find them in like the kosher aisle of of your supermarket. Um, they come in like a yellow can, uh, and they're these really they they're really they're kind of these like it's got this this dull heat to it and a really complex flavor the israeli pickles um not quite as like bright and crunchy as like a Clausen pickle is yeah. for example um but sort of a soft uh sort of spicy really rich really rich flavor also good with like cheese. i'm gonna have to give those a try experience they're pretty good i bet you'd like them um they come in like a non-reclosable can is the only problem right. but they just, oh, just, just eat them all at once or, <laughs> or that yeah just eat an entire jar of pickles at one go like like we've all been dreaming of doing um on the Beaches episode, they talk about like eating food at work. Do you guys? What's your deal with like like your lunch at work? Do you like go outside? Do you like go out to lunch? Like, how do you manage that as part of your work day? Uh, I have I have an hour at lunch, um, and I live three minutes from home. Or, or I work oh. sorry, I work three minutes from home. Whoa. I live at home. Uh, so explain so again. So I tend to a lot of days. I tend to 
uh, I'll just run home. I might cook something here. I might just like I, sometimes I just go home and play, play play video games for forty five minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> I would love uh, that. But I've been trying to meal prep and bring things. But I I don't tend to run out at lunch and and go buy something or go to a restaurant. Especially now trying to do the low carb. Like I I used to oh, probably yeah. more frequently like swing through McDonald's or Burger King or White Castle. But now I'm trying really hard not to. So I yeah, if I don't bring something, then I might just run home and cook something up. Yeah, that's fair. Cooking something up, I feel like, is like the 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 place we all aspire to. <laughs> or for me anyway. What about you, Brian? Uh, I'm lazy, so I almost never bring lunch to work because I just <laughs> uh, God, I just hate like prepping things in advance. I'm, I just can't do it. Um, but I also, like, I don't like to eat lunch at my desk ever. Like, I find it really depressing to eat lunch at my desk. So even if, like, I also have an hour for lunch. So, like, even if I'm not particularly hungry, I will just walk around outside for an hour because if I just stay at my desk that entire time, it just feels so soul-crushing to me. Um, So I will either just, like, go out and eat something or, you know, bring something back, walk around for an hour, and then just, like, eat at my lunch as I do, or eat at eat lunch at my desk as I do work. Yeah, I get that. See, I don't have a break for lunch per se. Mm. I just have to bill eight hours, like, in a given day. Okay. Um, and I also wake up relatively late compared to uh, most of the people I work with. Um, so I would say most people I work with work around, like, eight to four schedules, um, and I get to work at nine. So I find it really hard to, like, leave and, like, go take a break in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to bring lunch because I cook so much. Like, if I have a slower week as far as socializing and stuff, like, then I'll be at home and I'm, I'm cooking and I'm preparing food for myself and all of that stuff. Um, then I'll, I'll bring leftovers for lunch and that'll, that'll cut. Yeah. Um, but if not, if it's a busier week, then I will go out and get something. And depending on the day, I might bring that in and eat while I work. Um but that allows me to work like a solidly nine to five and then I'm out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas yeah. if I if I go to the, the mall across the street and eat food for half an hour, then I'm just have to stay half an hour late at the end of the day. Um, when I had jobs that were less fun than my current <laughs> job, I used to need that lunch break. Like I used to go sit in the cafeteria and force myself to relax and not worry about it because it was just so soul crushing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my job right now is like fast paced enough that my bigger worry is like getting shit done rather than like, you know, taking a break. And like, I don't mind the work that I do now as much as I used to. So like as much as I did at at my last job. So it's easy to just be like, well, you know what, I'm going to sit here and eat. And like, meanwhile, I'll just like look up this thing I need to look up or like get this little task done or whatever, because on the one hand I get to go home earlier. And on the other hand, I really want to get it done by two o'clock so I can tell this person and tell that person and all of that stuff. So. Um, that's kind of my thing with food. I, I really like aspire to going out and eating outside. And recently I've done that a couple of times with coworkers. We, you know, there's food trucks that come about, about a 10 minute walk from, from our office. And so last week I walked with like a bunch, like with like six of my coworkers down to the food trucks. And we all went to this Hawaiian truck that I love. Um, and then we came back and we like all ate in like this other conference room, like away from our desks, you know, and it was like a much nicer thing, but it's just such a, like, like, Fast paced isn't quite the right word, but everybody's working on totally different stuff, and it, everything does have its own pace. So it could be hard to get everybody in a room to like hang out together. And I'm not going to go sit in a conference room by myself. Yeah, and eat, no, know? that's weird. Yeah. That's actually what I tend to do because I also don't like 
sitting at my desk uh, yeah. during my lunch break. We have a few empty offices around here that I'll just oh, cool. I just find an empty one, shut the door, <laughs> leave the lights off, and eat <laughs> eat in the dark. Well, eat in the window lit, you know, mild darkness, and play with my phone or read a I, book if <laughs> I stay here. I've done that. I've done that when I need to meditate at work because there's really no good place to meditate in your office. Mm-hmm. And my like, I'm not going to meditate in my cubicle because I just don't want people to ask questions. Yeah, you know no, I get it's it. A weird, it's a weird thing. And then I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm meditating because I have anxiety. And then you're like talking about mental health at work. It's like a, it's a weird thing. So, um, that's what I do for that. I'll go find like a dark and there's these like glass glass rooms. Um, so I'll actually go in there and I'll turn the light on and put my headphones in and put my back to the door. Um, and then people will like walk past the door and they'll go like, Oh, someone's in there like on a phone call or something. And meanwhile, I'm in there like, you know, being mindful mm-hmm. and, and paying attention to my breathing, you know? Yeah. Um, I've been doing that less recently at work, but, um, like when I really need it at work, then, then that's what I do. I'll do that, that similar thing. I mean, and that's another time when I'll go find a room for lunch. You know what I'm saying? Is if I really just need a break or need to think about something else, then I'll, I'll go, I will go like sit in the food court. Um, and just play on my phone or, or focus on my food. Um, Hayes talks about mounting bugs in this episode. Or Sean does. I matter. forgot about that, but yeah. <laughs> How unsurprising is that? <laughs> uh, n- not at all surprising. It's ex- like it's of course yes. he does. Like it's that total perfect line of like, like he he like. At first, I thought he was, like, keeping bugs alive in jars, which also would make total sense. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, yeah, like, of course, like, Sean mounts, like, mounts bugs. It's a, it's a, I don't know. He's such a weird guy. He really is. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what to think about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know most of the time I hear him, he's doing a character, but even outside of that, he's, he's... Kind of a weirdo, and I like yep. it. Yeah, well, the weird thing was, like, even on this episode where he was talking about something with the, like, it was some kind of Super Bowl snack or something that he was talking about. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I love those. Just, like, do it. Just, like, yeah, just I just really love those. And, like, Mitch laughs and is like, I can't tell if you're joking. And <laughs> and Sean didn't even say anything. Like, Hayes stepped in and was like, yeah, no, he this this one, he's, he's not being not being sarcastic. And Sean was like, this is my life. Like... <laughs> All everything I say, people think I'm joking, <laughs> which has to has to be rough. Like it really must be yeah, a little bit a hard a hard way to live your life. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's not what what would you do? Like if people always thought you were joking, I guess become a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> um, if people just thought every like your cadence was so funny that you must be joking. Um, I don't know. What, uh, how do you guys pronounce the, uh, the, uh, pizza cookie? Oh my god, this uh, shit. Dish. I was, nice. I was hoping this would come up. It had to. <laughs> it's pizzuki, right? What do you guys like got? Pizzuki. I go, yeah, pizzuki is exactly how I imagine it. I could see if you go pizzuki, but, but I'm thinking pizzuki is the only normal. Yeah, yeah, it's the only, How could anything else make sense? It's cookie and it's pizza. Yeah. End of discussion. <laughs> but like seriously, like like pie zuki, that's like nothing. How did you get that? No, it's there's no pie, there's no e. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a it's a bad argument. Like I don't know why, 
Nick is definitely wrong on this yeah. one. I will he, did, he did mention, I saw on his Twitter, that the countless, countless amounts of people that corrected him on how to pronounce it. So, <laughs> but, That's but yeah, it, it's... The fact that they just kept saying it in different ways was driving me crazy. Oh gosh! Right. And like the entire time, I was like, "Man, if I have to actually, if I have to like say this out loud now, I'm gonna say like Paizuki or something oh dumb, even though I know that's not right." You're gonna be at at your local BJ's ordering a uh, Paizuki. Yes. Paizuki. <laughs> I never heard of them before, but like the pictures look good. It looks yeah. good. I don't know. So it's it's essentially a giant cookie with a bunch of ice cream piled on top. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong about that. Uh, yeah, I'm Googling it now. I haven't seen a picture of one of these yet. They've got, like, a couple different varieties, apparently. Like, I had looked it up to see precisely what they were, but... And, and again, to confirm that, you know, Pizuki is the correct pronunciation. But, um, <laughs> they look they look good. Yeah, it looks great, actually. Uh, I don't know. I, w- I would want the ice cream, like, next to it, because I don't, I don't like my ice cream to melt. Oh, I do. Yeah, I like... So I would them. want, like a spoonful of, like, cold ice cream and hot cookie that I had just put together and then put into my mouth. You know what I mean? So if I ordered a pizookie, I'd get that ice cream on the side, personally. I also think a pizookie would probably be enough food for dinner That's for me. All, yeah, it, even, it the, looks even the individual ones seem very uh, filling. Yeah, it's a lot. It's got to be rich. I ordered a, uh, a coffee cake dessert at a, at a restaurant near me recently, and... Um, I never order desserts, but I love coffee cake, and I had eaten lightly at this restaurant. It was like a small plates deal, so I was like, well, I'll get this as one of my plates, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a four-inch by six-inch by one-inch coffee cake uh, with like pecan uh, sauce or something on it, like pecan syrup on it, I think it was. Um, and it was so good. It was so rich, though, and it was, I mean, 24 square inches of dessert. Like it was so much food. And I was like, this is why I don't get dessert. It's because, like, even when I'm a little hungry, mm. this is it's still so much food they give you for dessert. I don't know why desserts are big. Like, I much prefer, like, a tiny, tiny, tiny dessert. Yeah, I like places like, that offer, like, like I've bite. seen, I don't know what they call it, but, you know, places that have a, like, a cheap, like, a $3 dessert, but it's almost, a, it's like a bite or two bites. Yeah. yeah. Give me, like, one mini donut or, like, one macaron, and I'll pay $5 yeah. for it. You know what I mean? See, I, um... When when I was also at the Mexican restaurant that gives you the pickled vegetables as a side, um, they have like a donut hole type dessert. It, it was four dollars for three of them, and they had orange zest in them, and they were filled with dulce de leche, and perfect. it was great. It was like the right amount of this food. Place sounds very good. Yeah, it was like the perfect amount of food at that point that I could have handled for dessert. Have you guys ever at a Mexican awesome. restaurant? Because I, I don't feel like it's a traditional thing, but I've seen it here and there. Have you ever seen the fried ice cream? Oh, yeah. didn't Chi-Chi's, didn't they used to do that? I've never been to a Chi-Chi's, but, like, okay. some of the local places around mm-hmm. here that aren't, like, super traditional, like, kind of almost white people Mexican food, <laughs> like, right. they tend to have it a lot, and and I just never knew if that was a real thing or not, but I guess... I, it's, yeah, I've never had yeah, it before, I don't know. I don't know how authentic it is, Yeah, but I have had it. Maybe Chi-Chi started the whole thing. I don't know. It, it, I mean, yeah. And I, Chi-Chi's <laughs> is like as authentically Mexican as I am. So like it's, it would not surprise me if that was just something that they like sort of bullshitted their way through. But I I, I have had it. It's good. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's an yeah, interesting like little it. concept. Just, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Fried, yeah, fried ice cream almost sounds like more of like a, like a, I don't know, like a like a cow made of butter. <laughs> you know, like it's cool that you did that, but I don't want to eat. Yeah, it's I mean, it's you know? it's it's nice in small amounts. I would say it's like an interesting little novelty thing to try. Yeah, yeah, I maybe would want like a bite of it. You know. Yeah. Like one, I would want it to be like a. Like uh yeah, like little bites, like uh almost like a dibs. Have you had dibs? Oh, the no. little the little candy ice cream little things, right? Little chocolate covered bite sized yeah. ice creams. Yeah. yeah, those are good. Comes in a cup. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and I like it because it's not messy. Yeah, like, I don't like ice cream because it's like such a problem. Like you have to eat it fast enough for it'll melt all over the place, but you need to melt it in order to get it into your mouth. Right. <laughs> oh, life is hard. Dibs are good. It is hard. What do you guys think of this BJ's episode with Hayes and Sean in general? Should we do ratings? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what mine it's, – it's, once again, we're, we're stretched out here, uh, and I don't fully remember this one, but I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Um, they, I, I thought it was funny that they, they seemed to want to do BJ's, but did not really care for it. <laughs> really? Like, it was kind of just the Pazuki. Like, everything else well, seemed, didn't they – wasn't there? I'm I'm forgetting, but didn't they like talk about like? Didn't one of them suggest another restaurant or something? Yeah, that they didn't end up going. I can't remember what it was though. I, th- I think a couple. Yeah, there was a whole thing. Up. I think one yeah. of them might have been Papa John's. Actually, yeah, Papa John's. And maybe they just yeah, didn't Papa want John's. to do that. Yeah. With the, well, yeah, they're gonna have to. Maybe they're saving that one for some big guest. Yeah, or something. at yeah. some point they're gonna have to hit uh, up Papa John. <laughs> Papa John. Papa John. But yeah, I don't know. I like this. They, I. I I feel like I'm really setting a path here for myself, but I, I think I would go three and a half stars or forks. No, bad hashtags again. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't. These are all kind of just. They were all good, but nothing, nothing crazy to me. So yeah, three and a half. Wow. wow. Uh, three and a half. Wow. Also, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I love Hayes and Sean. Um, I love their dynamic with Nick and Mitch. I love what they bring out mm-hmm. of them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just enough calling yeah, on their bullshit sure. to, to get them comfortable without so much as to make them uncomfortable. Um, so I, I actually really enjoyed this one. I gave it four bad hats. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on okay. to the specter uh, that has been awaiting us at the end of this episode. We don't have to dwell on it too long. It wasn't fun for any no, of I us. Think we should... The Bobby Lee episode. Taco Bell 2 with Bobby Lee. Much like... What the fuck happened? It was a disappointment all around. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I I don't have like a lot of opinion on Bobby Lee. Like I like I'm vaguely familiar. I've never heard of the guy. Okay, before. like I I know like of him from Mad TV, and that's the extent of my like knowledge. I never really watched Mad TV, but like I was aware it was a thing. Yeah. And so, uh, whenever, I remember whenever we said like. Oh look, it's an episode of, of Doughboys and Bobby Lee is the guest and Brian's like, I'm not listening to it and I was like, Wow, Brian's being a little bitch again, go figure. But then it turns out that like, <laughs> oh, Bobby Lee really wasn't a good guest. It was really yeah. bad. I didn't like this at all. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you okay, so wait, the 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 thing I think that also should be covered is like the missing ten minutes. Of like like the, the oh, Nixon oh my the Nixon esque audio tampering after the fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, this I don't mind blowing yeah. out the yeah. water. We can. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to bleep this. I don't, shit. Yeah. So I and I I went back and listened to it a second time, Oof. and I was very disappointed to do so. But I 
I felt <laughs> I had to do it, you know, for... By your sacrifice, yes. Rob. We, we, we all profit, and, and I and appreciate And at first that. I didn't catch what they might have cut out, because I think I was looking for something a little... Like, I thought they might have cut out some of the racist stuff, or yeah. some of the completely misogynistic stuff. <laughs> yep. But, yeah. but no, what they actually removed was the discussion of Star Wars, and it, and it turned out that uh, Bobby Lee, the, the phone call that they left in the episode, or he gets a text, I think, from his manager. Or, yeah. Yeah, or an email or something. That yeah. He gets a notification that he get that he's up for a. Uh, uh, what do you what you call it? An audition. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think everybody put two and two together and figured that he was auditioning for Star Wars, and they wanted to cut out yeah the shit because talk. it was something big. Yeah. Something they shouldn't talk about and, it. And, yeah, and, and they and say like, oh, to like what an ironic twist! Like we were just yeah, saying this thing yeah. we had just talked about. Yeah, yeah. So, so sorry, Bobby Lee, blowing your shit yeah. out of the water. <laughs> Aaron, do you still? Have... I don't think us talking about this on Full Boys is going to ruin your yeah, prospects. Yeah, it's going down movie. now. Um, did you, do you still have the original episode, Aaron? Okay, at some point, I, I, I got, so. we got to figure out a way to get that off your phone because I want to get a hold of the original version of that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, maybe I deleted it. Oh actually. no! No, you gotta hold on to it like an old. How did this get made? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, episode. yeah, like the Green Lantern and Smurfs episodes yeah. of How Did This Get Made. Yeah, I deleted it, guys. Oh, Aaron. All right. If anybody has the original Bobby yes. Lee episode of the Taco Bell Three, that's so the version I have is 133 minutes. That's the that's the short one, right? I. Th- I can't recall. Uh, I thought it was. I thought both of them were still longer than that, but I could be wrong. Maybe it just felt longer. Um, <laughs> maybe they cut more out. Maybe. Shit. I don't know. Okay. Either way, if anybody has the original Taco Bell three episode that's longer than 133 minutes, send it to us. Uh, Fullboyspot at gmail dot com. Um. Yeah. I. All right. I, what do you guys say? I just go through my notes. Yeah. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Because I don't want to spend, I have a shit ton of notes, and I don't want to go. Uh, uh, I don't want to talk no, about this fine. for that long, frankly. Um, first of all, Nick's drop in this episode was a literal taco <laughs> bit, and then a literal bell <laughs> bit, which I thought was very funny. Um, love Nick to death, and I love his his uh, intros. I think they're always very very funny. Um, Mitch's drops are dead. That's my opinion. <laughs> the drops are dead. Mitch drops are dead. Unless they play mine, in which case they'll be back. Yeah, I'm still Dude. waiting for that one to come around. I think you need to just keep resending Me too. it. Yeah. I might. I sent it to him like four times, but I'll send it to him again. I'll send it to him again from like a new email address yeah. or something. I'll say it's from Spencer. Yeah, Kennedy. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, is Bobby Lee famous enough for the for the, the hoopla they made about having this famous guy on there? I mean, I think... Like, people have heard of Bobby Lee. He's more famous than they are, but... I, I I mean, is he more famous than they are? Probably. Like, in the sense that, like, you, you might be aware of who he is. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. He's... he. I, I mean, I, I hate to compare to other guests. Like, I guess he's probably in the upper tier of fame compared to people they've had on. Not yeah, necessarily I'm, at yeah, the top, but... that's true. I'm trying to but, think of, like, who else they might Heather have had Campbell, on. Heather Ann Campbell, I would say, is more famous who might be better than Bobby Lee. Or at least I had heard of Heather Ann Campbell and not Bobby uh, Lee. I mean, I, mean, well, I, I really I, only I, knew Bobby Lee from Mad TV, like right. probably everyone else, and that's then he was on Love. From. Right. Right. And that was... But I, I just... I don't know. I don't care. Which is how he knows <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then the next note I have... Uh, and I quote uh, here directly from my notes. 
shitting story, two question oh, marks. Yes. <laughs> Tums and butt, and then shitting in someone's office, four question marks. There is a lot of shit in this episode. Uh, and then the next bullet I have is, and then showing his penis to Chris Hardwick. Yeah, and a lot of that, too. Um, I forgot about that one. that really about set that the one. tone. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. It really set the tone for this episode for yeah. me. Uh, I was like, okay, this is what we've got here. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say about that, or should we just uh, get away from it? It was all kind of awful. Uh, he told yeah. a lot of stories. At first, I thought, and also, I will say, uh, he had probably told a lot of these same stories on other podcasts. I think because I kind of Googled around in, in the last few years, he's made appearances on a bunch of shows and talked about his drug problems and stuff like that. So I don't think this was anything sure. revelatory either. Um, so weird. But it was it was very weird. It was very uncomfortable. Um, he really just like and they kind of just let him like he just kind of ran the show yeah, for like yeah, a solid hour. <laughs> and they just kind of were just wow. Wow. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, also, like, what are, I, I don't know, like, maybe it works for someone, but I just remember listening to the story about him, like, being like, and my manager or agent, whoever, said, don't show your penis on stage, and then I thought, well, I have to show my penis on stage, I was like, is this supposed to be, like, endearing or funny, like, this just feels, like, sad to me. Right. That, like, yeah, it's not, I can't really identify with his struggle. No, with, with the struggle to show your penis to other people? No, I can't say that I yeah. have. Nope. Yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, it's not something I have a very hard time. Yeah, I've I've been able to keep my like, pants on in public, doing... so it's it's not yeah. something I can relate to. Yeah, uh, I will say Bobby Lee, as as with all Asian people in Hollywood who talk about it, had some good points about oh, racism yeah. against oh, Asian for people sure. in film. Sure. Agreed. Um, Nick and Mitch have no fucking idea how to respond to that <laughs> thing on their show about nope. food. Um, I think they were very afraid to say something that would offend people, uh, and I think they did a good job of right. that. I, I, actually, I would have felt the same thing. Um, yeah, one thing I will give them that I really liked, and it was tied to that stuff, is when he mentioned, you know, as an Asian person, people try to uh, familiarize themselves with you or or <clears throat> get comfortable with you by saying something like, "Oh yeah, I I took karate when I was a yeah. kid," or just like the just blatant like. Or attempts yeah. to try to—I don't know what the word I'm looking for is—but, uh, but yeah, they to relate. Yeah. When he I mentioned that, and then Mitch like almost did it a little. Later <laughs> <in the show. laughs> he kind of stopped. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Mitch was okay. Yeah, no, he was I fine. Thought, I, I mean, I'm glad he stopped, but I was also like, yeah, this wasn't quite. Like, I think Mitch, I think Mitch, like like we all do, has, you know, ingrained racism in him and he's right to be careful to not let that come out on the podcast because it's a lot of people would hear it and it's you know it's it's not a good yeah. thing um but also like yeah i wasn't mad at mitch you know what i'm I saying in this episode or i wasn't like oh no mitch has revealed himself to be like a bad person like i do think mitch and nick do a good job of being good people who are trying their best and recognize that racism and other types of prejudice are Absolutely. issues even if they don't have the most like developed vocabulary for how to deal with it you know what I, I mean, mean? I feel like also, and it doesn't excuse like problematic stuff they yeah, say. But... To be fair, I feel like if 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 I was in Mitch's place during that show, I probably would have said fairly similar things, just because I would not know how to respond to this in any way, yeah. shape, or form. I mean, really, we're we're three white guys talking yeah. about how two white guys responded to. <laughs> 
uncomfortable <laughs> race yeah. situation. Guys, we're going to well, solve racism. Don't worry. <laughs> We've got it's an this. interesting thing as a white guy because you can't make it be – You can't, and all I can speak to is the white guy's perspective on this. It's not it's, – it's not – it's a problem we all need to face and need to put effort into, but it is, it is effort to yeah. figure out – when your prejudices rear their heads and, and, you know, especially if you're somebody who, who spends most of your time with other white people for the most part, it's, uh, it's real interesting when you're suddenly confronted with a more diverse audience and need to recognize and can recognize some of the things you may have said or done that that's, and that's where a lot of my growth has happened in terms of a lot of different issues is kind of moving into the real world and meeting people who are a lot of different types of people and going like, holy shit, like now that I have this context, all of this or that or that other this piece of terminology was offensive or this thing I used to think <coughs> is a stereotype or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I think it's I think it's really interesting to hear Nick and Mitch go through that live on a podcast yeah. with somebody who's making them very 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 uncomfortable. Um, but they they try and they're trying yeah, their best yeah. and and I yeah. think they they think they're, they're good, doing they're a good job boys. Of trying hard. Yeah, they are good boys. They're good boys. They're doing their best. Um, yeah. So then I just have another note that says racial stuff. Um, he must have talked about more. Uh, more like race issues, um, and I'm sure Nick and Mitch just yeah, yeah wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. I think that was most of the episode. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, then I have a, a bullet that says beta blockers. Are you familiar with what beta blockers I, are? Are they a form so, of of? Yeah, I, I am because um, uh-huh. the the reason that I'm familiar with the concept is because I have like a slight tremor, um, and okay. it was initially suggested to me by a doctor that that could be something I would use to control it if I ever found it to be sort of like, you know, problematic for me. Yeah. And so I had heard it because of that. The context in which he was using them is not something I was as familiar with. But I suppose it makes sense. Yeah, because hearing and the terminology is it's because beta has this weird uh this weird like social <laughs> yes. meaning. Yeah. Um <laughs> and it would certainly seem seem like a word that Bobby Lee might use. Oh, totally. Uh, and then combining that with its use as like an anxiety management tool, uh, it was a weird, weird, weird conversation yeah. to me. Um, you know, some actors oh, just do just take beta blockers. I'm like, Bobby, go to a fucking doctor who can tell you what medicine exactly. to take for your weird brain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like some t- like maybe you stumbled onto something self medicate, but. You know, I don't know. That that was a, an interesting, bizarre, yeah. uh, bizarre thing, and a weird, a weirdly ham-fisted way for like talk of like mental health and mental health mm-hmm. treatments to come up on Doughboys for the first time. <laughs> like, there's better ways for that conversation. Yeah, to it go. could have been a lot um, smoother and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to skip past the um, the fact that Bobby Lee just randomly drops that he uh, was molested. Yeah, as a child. yeah. Um, <sighs> I don't. It's just sad and a bummer, yeah. uh, and it's very sad that it happened to him. And 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 again, Nick and Mitch had no fucking idea. Right. I mean, I don't. It. I I don't like either. In that situation, that's that's hard. Yeah. yeah. And and I believe soon after that, Nick goes, "Let's talk Taco Bell," <laughs> which they do for uh, roughly a minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So here here was my big takeaway from this episode, and I put it in in all caps. Uh, I'm gonna post a picture of this note. In our, in our show notes, because I think it's typical of the way I felt when I was listening to this episode. And this is what it says, all caps. This episode is everything Doughboys could have been if it wasn't a good podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Maybe because Nick has no control. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So that's... That's good. That's... 
that's the realization I had listening to this episode. I'm like, if Doughboys was bad, this is what it would be. Like, this is Doughboys gone wrong in, like, the most, like, basic sense. Yeah. This is what Doughboys isn't. This is what you might think Doughboys might be when it's described to you until you listen to it and realize that yeah. it's a good show. Um, yeah, so that, that, that was sort of my, uh, like, this episode was just so hard to listen to. Um, and it made me appreciate all the ways that they do Doughboys right most of the time. Um, yeah, then Bobby Lee, of course, immediately suggests that the show shouldn't be about food. Um, Mitch does say, uh, if God exists, he's a big fan of Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, how about Guac at Taco Bell? They talk That's, about that. Yeah. Do, do they not have Guac at Taco Bell? They totally have Guac at Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> so you, can, I'm... You, can, you can order <laughs> chips and Guac, and they have things that already that include Guac in them. That was my. I was trying to think of what does have guac in Taco Bell. Do you know what has guac? Um, because I don't feel like I ever order it. I think the only things that I can think of that come with it are like the, like the power menu stuff. Like you can get the oh, essentially like a Chipotle burrito yes. bowl. That does. Oh, I'm yeah. guessing one of their types. I think one of their types of nachos does. They have a handful of different kind of nachos. Okay. I think one of the nachos does. I don't think any of like the burritos have it inside. Which... I if if they do, I must have missed it. Or the tacos. It. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, they definitely yeah. when they when they brought that up on the episode or when I went and got my uh naked chicken chalupas, I got chips and guac when I ordered that and I'm like I ate chips and guac 2 days ago. I know you guys I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's we amazing. also have to call out the uh, the naked chalupa for being gone too soon. But... Yeah, well, man. Yeah, it was. So I know. Good. I had it. People I got it again it. on Friday, actually. So I as I'm thinking about making another special trip over to Union Station to get one before. They oh, go I would. Away. Like if I if I like lived close enough to one to just go there by myself, I completely would. Yeah. It was honestly like I I think in terms of like a, a fast food company that does a bunch of like crazy ass shit, like that was one yeah. of their like most like sound and good tasting. Yeah, weird endeavors. It was, yeah. it was unique. It was interesting. Uh, it wasn't really like too much. Like it was, yeah. it was fine. And then also, if you did add meat to it, it was phenomenal. <laughs> That's what I want to do because oh, I don't yeah. want to miss out on having. You should one hundred percent do that. Yeah. My theory is that it was too expensive uh, to manufacture. That, it. that their profit margins aren't good enough, or maybe in fact, maybe they were losing money on it or something. But that that its primary value is as an advertising tool. Um, and so keeping it on the menu long term wouldn't be. I could effective. see that, and then maybe it'll come back um, at some point. Who knows? With Taco Bell, yeah, things yeah, cycle yeah. around sometimes. So at this point, Bobby Lee suggests uh, the show should be about food, and then they do ratings, and then Bobby Lee says he has to go. <laughs> and then uh, he doesn't. And then <laughs> doesn't go. Yeah. Uh, and then the last note I have for this episode is uh, that they talked about when the last time they got laid was. Yeah. Yeah, for a long um, period of time. For way, way, yeah. way too long. Yeah, too yeah. much. It, it, well, it was getting awkward care. for me, honestly. Like, because yeah. it, it's also just well, like it was awkward for Mitch yeah, too, because he was on the I spot. I felt bad for Mitch, because like you know, sometimes you just yeah, you don't want to talk about the last yeah, time. Sometimes yeah, sometimes it's not what you're focusing yeah, on. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's no one's business, frankly. Like yeah. you know. Yeah, I actually, I but Bobby Lee clearly has a boundary control. This is the only opinion, time so. that Doughboys has really been infuriating for me. Because I I was getting like really I was getting very upset when yeah. Bobby kept pushing Mitch and pushing him and man I'm not even gonna talk to you until this happens yeah and I Ugh. like that 
that shit is unacceptable. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I was I don't really know what else you to say it. about it other than it was just I was it was no. not okay. I think in yeah. an episode full of like awkward moments, that was probably the most uncomfortable thing I had to listen to. Yeah, that was definitely when I when we saw that a chunk had been cut out. I thought it has to be that. I thought it had the, to have been that. This is the <laughs> thing that like you can't fucking talk like this. You can't do this. Yeah. This no, I just like but, the most misogynistic fucking shit. Like, uh, yeah. Totally inappropriate. I, I, yeah, I, I would have, like, yeah, I would have been completely sympathetic toward Mitch if he was like, actually, can we remove, like, this 10 yeah. minutes where he keeps, like, telling yeah. me to have sex with people? Like, I, I, would, so I wouldn't weird. want that. But on a so side weird. note, you guys should both have sex with people, and I'm not going to talk to you <laughs> until you get laid again. Okay, All right. Brandon. I'm going to ask you every right morning. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I quit the podcast. <laughs> it's just you and me now, Brian. We lost Brian and we lost Me Rob. and Brian are starting uh, starting your podcast, the, the Faux Boys fan show. I've already forgot. Uh, what are we calling? Yo, boys. Well, guys, that's, uh, let's rate that episode, eh? Yeah. All right. So it was – Man, I I just I remember thinking like like what was the previous episode that we all thought was very weird? The one that was like what two weeks before this? What was it? Um, uh, Bugman. Uh, yeah, yeah Bugman. it was it was Bugman. Yeah, and I cause like at the, at the time yeah. even like I didn't think Bugman was bad. I just thought it was a strange like concept for an episode. Like like I I still don't quite get it, but whatever. And so at the time like that was sort of like the low point for me in Doughboys. But then this came along, and it normalized Bugmane in a way that I would not think had been possible. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's business indeed. <laughs> like it was just, just every every like minute this episode went on, I, I I just was sitting at my desk at work thinking like, my God, like I I really can't believe that they ended up like using a lot of this. Frankly, like it it it's it's it shocked me that they were kind of okay with all of this being in the episode. So. Th- yeah. This is sort of like I think the low point for for what this podcast could be, and I hope it never goes there again. Like I don't, and again, I don't blame Mitch and I don't blame Nick. So you know, um, I yeah. think it's 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 it has nothing to do with them. So I think that they could avoid this happening ever again, uh, and I hope they do because I don't want to have to sit and listen to two hours of this ever again so <laughs> one bad hashtag wow all right wow wow um i want to say you, you brought up the bug main um real quick in the context of what mitch's plan was which was i want to bring in bug main and and that'll be weird and then i'm going to get a bunch of great guests had he succeeded at that i think it would have been funnier and actually i look back on the bug yeah. episode with a little more positivity than i think i did at the time um, yeah. I'm sorry that I ruined his life and his Twitter account. <laughs> locked up I, uh, I outed him, but <laughs> fuck this episode, man. Not, I don't think I enjoyed any of it. Um, hmm. the, maybe the only part I liked was the star Wars talk that they cut out. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, really, I mean, just uncomfortable and frustrating. Uh, like you said, this is the exact opposite of, of what I would like to see this show being. I hope we never see it again. 
Uh, is one the lowest we go? One bad hashtag? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I think so. I, I, I'll, I guess that's I, probably I the bottom. I'll go one bad hashtag. Yeah, because I think Brian abstained in giving zero, so we have to give one by virtue yeah. of the fact that we'd had this discussion. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing makes Bugman look like a good episode of Doughboys than Bobby Lee. <laughs> Uh, I didn't like this episode at all. I thought it was very bad. I thought Nick and Mitch did a valiant job of doing their best to make this episode listenable in context of the episode itself, but they were steamrolled. Um, I like Nick and Mitch. I've heard worse things than this podcast episode, but this podcast episode was the worst I could imagine Doughboys being. Uh, one bad hashtag for me. All too. right. Wow. Um, wow. And I'd like to induct, uh, you know... Taco Bell 3 with <laughs> Bobby Lee into the Paper Plate Club <laughs> uh, for, uh, for podcasts that, uh, episodes that we all give one hashtag, one bad hashtag nice. to. Um, and it's one of those shitty paper plates, like they're really yeah. thin, yeah. just literally made of paper. It's, like, it's collapsing yeah. as you're carrying it, I got you. You put a piece of pizza on oh, it, yeah. and by the time you get to your table, the grease has already started dripping through the bottom. Yeah. By the time you get to your table, you can't figure out where the plate ends and the pizza begins. <laughs> Well, guys, that's our four episodes for this week. Was there any other food news you wanted to talk uh, about? I'm trying to remember. Um, they, I don't know. I already went through my nature. Do, yeah. a month. Did we have any things? The Limon Pepino. Did anybody else try well, that? I, I need I need fucking no. Brian to like show yeah. his face again. The coward. Brian, come back to us. Come <laughs> back. Because <laughs> um, Brian will accept you back on the Only show. if he drinks Limon Pepino. And I'm going to try those <laughs> Israeli pickles. If but, I can find them, I hope oh, yeah, you got try them. Yeah, I mean, if you have a, uh, if you live in like a city, there's probably <laughs> a kosher section in your supermarket. Yeah. Even if it's small, it should have. Yeah, these I have a, in it, I've so. got a grocery store by me that's got, it's got a very, very full international section. So I'm hoping it'll have something. Oh yeah. Yeah. You should be all set. Although sometimes the kosher section is not in the international oh, okay. section. Um, it can be sometimes just scattered in one of the aisles, uh, and it can be small. So I will. I'll, I'll find. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, Chicago, you should be fine. Um, yeah. Uh, Boston, yeah, too, well, probably. We, we, hey, I, I used to live in Brookline. I, I know all about. Okay. It. Yeah. You <laughs> yep. know the drill. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I am hopefully going to try Mac Junior or uh have a naked chicken chalupa with meat in it today. I, I haven't decided which. It depends how much time I yeah. have. Yeah. I am making gumbo later today, but hopefully tomorrow at some point after work or something, maybe I will go and finally try the Grand Mac and see how that is. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy it. Uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. Get your, I don't know when I don't know when they're going to drop the Naked Chicken Jalupas. They just said March, so if you're going to do yeah. that. God, that's so frustrating too, right? Yeah. Like, does that mean March 1st or does that mean like yeah. March? Probably March 1st. Yeah, they, they, I would guess it'll be not specified. God damn it. Maybe I'll have to go there on, yeah. like, February 28th, like, after work, and just walk to the one. <laughs> oh, and the next time we record, I will have a Nintendo Switch. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. Nintendo I forgot Nintendo. about that. Next, so, or next time. I, I pre-ordered the Switch and the uh, Legend of Zelda game. I'll um, be getting uh, Legend yeah. of Zelda on Wii U, so I'll have to see how that goes. Nice, I hope so we can talk shabby. about that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure they, they've optimized yeah. it so it'll work, at least. You might have long loading times yeah. or something, or chuggy when there's tons of enemies on screen. And I got, but I'm so I got Wind Waker in the mail, but I have not put it in yet. Oh, so. man. Let me know when you do, because I, I, I really, really love Wind Waker. I really want to play Wind Waker. I hope I get it yeah. for... I planned on diving into that this weekend, but I never got around to it. 
So yeah, yeah. I I hope we get Wind so Waker on Virtual Console on Switch. I hope you do too. It's it's so. fun. I think the visual style of it was terrific. Uh, everything yeah, about it is just is very enjoyable to me. Yeah, uh, and all um, the negatives so yeah. I've ever heard are things that I know I'll like anyway, like the tons of sailing. Yeah, not gonna yeah. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> I love that. Let me meditate while I play my there video games. <laughs> uh, uh, it's time for a regular segment. Uh, let's open up the faux bag. Mm. Uh, today's email uh, <laughs> is... Uh, I haven't gotten any. I was just opening up the inbox. <laughs> Uh, uh, I just opened it up. I was I was really hoping there'd be. I was gonna <laughs> like that. I was making um, shocked noises because I was like, "Shit, someone actually did that." <laughs> we did get a message on our uh, on our Facebook group though that we've been chatting with. Uh, with the That's right. Um, so thank you to. Uh, I'm pulling your name up now. <laughs> Wendy Jane Hayden. I wrote. Thank you, wrote Wendy. It down. <laughs> thank you for your message. You guys are better at this than me. Yes. Wendy, we really appreciated the message, and it was uh, she had some good insights. Yeah. It, was, it was interesting talking to her. So yes, message us on Facebook, facebook.com at slash pod, Twitter at pod, and foboyspod uh, at gmail.com mm-hmm. are all the ways you can get in touch with us. And you can send us drops at foboysdrops at gmail.com. <laughs> nice. Guys, get, keep those drops coming. We're loving what we're getting so far. <laughs> we're just waiting until we have kind of enough to, to drop them on the world. So, um, Yeah. Send, send in your drops. Uh, I'm at Aaron Staley on Twitter. I'm at Beedrish. I'm at Sigma Lives. Awesome. Uh, anything else you guys want to cover? Uh, no. All right. Well, for Rob, Brendan, and the absent Brian, thanks for listening to Faux Boys, uh, the Doughboys fan podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com. I'm Jordan, and this is Nerd's Eye View. Who do I have with me? I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. And what do we do here, Andrew? Well, we talk about movies. Every week we always talk about something that's new in theaters, as well as tell you what's going on with the box office top ten and what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And then we do a crazy thing called Guess the Ending, which Andrew has a wonderful catchphrase for, but it mainly involves us coming up with crazy stories for all the new movies that are coming out. So if any of that sounds good to you, find us online, nevpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast, or benviewnetwork.com. What was I supposed to say? Oh, I forgot to do three. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I just clapped once. We can do it again. We'll figure it out, Brent. Okay. No, your three are never evenly spaced anyway, so (laughs) I'll just use your first one. Uh, I got my own beat, guys. (laughs) Fuck you all.